Today on the show, we had my friend Matthew Swick. Matt is a culinary expert and master chef. We used to work together doing fine dining in Whistler back in the day. Unfortunately, I fucked up the audio on this episode when I talk, so it sounds really quiet for my voice. Fortunately, Matt did most of the talking anyways, so I hope you still enjoy listening to it. We're going to make it up to you guys, I promise. Uh, Please welcome to the show, Matthew, the master chef, Swick. Sandwiches? Fuck yeah. Nice. Your choice, boys. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, Appreciate it. Cold comfort. Cold, cold comfort. comfort. Nice. Yeah. Wow. You can't be comfortable being cold. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> you're in Canada. You better be comfortable being <laughs> <Yeah>. cold. <laughs> yeah. 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 It comes with the territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's got to be 10,000 calories. Yo. Look at this thing. It's also a beautiful sandwich. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thank it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So what are you even doing? Nice. Living life. Yeah. Yeah. Starting um, up a little uh, vegan junk food spot pretty soon. I want to start you? doing some yeah. pop-ups and shit. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Nice. Are you so small? You still so. building? No. No, nice. I got out of that. Yeah. That's a tough thing to do. Just wasn't for me. I know. Like where I was in the company, I was uh, just sweeping up and I know what you mean. Like, cleaning up job sites. Like I wasn't learning too much, so it was just a waste of my time after a while. How long were you doing that? I don't know, seven months. Oh, yeah, that's not that long. No. Yeah. There are uh, days where I'm certainly like, I wish I was in the kitchen right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, out in the rain doing something stupid. See, well, I was doing it. I started in January, so, like, all the snowstorms last year, I was, like, at the job site making sure, like, all the roots are, like, shoveled and stuff. I'm like, this is crap. Everyone else has time off, and I'm shoveling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you decided to, like, go to that? Why? I don't know. Uh, I think it's the kitchen culture. Yeah, you just wanted to change? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, being in kitchens for so long, it's just such a negative attitude a lot of the time, and it seems like a transient environment. Yeah. Talk so. a bit closer to the mic. Bring Pull your chair right up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get a little closer. Is that better? Intimate, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that looks better, yeah. So now you're going back to the Yeah, well, I don't know. I love cooking, but I think being in the environment of a professional kitchen and say uh, a hotel or a big restaurant, just not my jam. I like being yeah. creative. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do something for myself for a change. When did you stop building? Uh, last June. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Just got a job or whatever that worked for me for now. Yeah, building is a hard thing to wake up to every morning, you know? Yeah. I'm thinking I want to, in the summertime, build houses and stuff. And then in the winter, go into the kitchen. Yeah. Just do like six months on six Well, like, I was doing the seasonal gig for a while at Fishing Lodges, right? Like, I was doing the summer gig or whatever, and then in the wintertime, I would take time off, go travel. Would you do that again? Yeah, maybe. It's fun, but it's a lot of work. 139 days straight when I was up in Cayuca. I know. That, that was kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your version of a weekend's different. Could Everyone you... gets their two days a week. I waited to, you know, have four and a half months off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cooking is dope, man. Like, it, it could take you a lot of places. So many. And give you... Open up new doors for you, you know. Lots. It's like a ticket. Yeah. You know, you can. It is. Yeah. So. 
just the way or whatever the economy is right now with how much rent is everywhere and stuff. It's a really hard one to stick with with just a job. Yeah. I find yeah. it's hard to you know, keep your head afloat or whatever that way. I find a lot of people don't take the industry serious though. Like, you know, like you're talking to people outside of the industry, you'll be like, they'll ask you like, oh, what do you do? And then you'll tell them what do you do? Like, oh, I'm a cook or server or whatever. And then you're like, oh, are you going to school? You know, like, why do I have to go to school? And you know what I mean? No, like, it's why? so true. <laughs> it's such like, a stigma. But then it also it. reflects or whatever on the wages that are given. Yeah, yeah. On the way people treat people. I think yeah. that was a big thing. Like, the mental yeah. aspect as well, you know? Working in big hotels, you definitely... Yeah. You didn't get treated like a god or whatever when you were serving people food. They just... Yeah. You were in the background. You were part of the buffet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's true. That's true. Like, that's your job, is to just be... A servant. To help. <laughs> yeah, really a servant. Yeah. Yes, boss. No boss. So, what have you? Have you been working in the kitchen, or what have you been doing? Yeah, well, I work for a catering company right now, and yeah, I usually just do like government agencies during the day, those kind of catering. So, morning, you know, continental breakfast and stuff, and then lunches, and you know, done by but done by two thirty-three. Is there a commercial kitchen that you? Yeah, yeah, at Victoria Island uh, Tech Park. Really? Yeah. What that place is sweet. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And so then you go to all these cool places and set up shop. Yeah. That's sweet, because then you're somewhere different every day. That's exactly it. You have to drive around every once in a while, get out of the kitchen, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of pre-prepping and stuff to make sure you're ready for the day. Like, everything pretty much has to be ready the day before, right? Just like anywhere else, but... And you got a gig for every day of the week? Like... Yeah. Well, uh, there I'm just doing the catering and then also doing, like, the specials for, like, the little cafeteria they got and soups and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no way. It's a pretty chill job right now. Yeah, that's dope. The hours are good. It gives me an opportunity to take different classes at night and stuff and taking some business classes. What's, what's the hours like? Uh, 6 o'clock in the morning to like 2.30 to 4, somewhere in between there. Oh, nice. So, you know, opportunity for overtime and stuff as well, so that's always oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, one of the funnest things I ever did was cater that wedding in Tofino with a buddy of mine, and it was like so fun. Yeah. But it was like an under-the-table gig, so we could just cook the food in the freaking condo that we were staying at that weekend. So every surface of the condo had uh, some food on it of some kind. It's like cornbread over there and like tortillas. It's always fun. Uh, but just cowboy in the situation. We need, to get a, we need to get a commercial kitchen going. No, that's so true. Mm-hmm. I said that for a while, especially in Victoria. You have a big enough spot or whatever in like an industrial park like Rock Bay, it would work out for sure. Mm-hmm. So many people, opportunities for people to have smaller businesses, you know? How big is the kitchen that you're in? The one I'm in? I guess it's probably pretty legit. It's, it's actually pretty good. She's got 12 burners and then two large pots or whatever, for, uh, pot burners for, like, stocks and stuff, and then a stock pot. Good sink. Four ovens. Fridge, freezer? Yeah, full on, like, everything, walk-in fridge, walk-in freezer. Where is, where is the headquarters? Uh, it's over at uh, Victoria, uh, uh, Vancouver Island uh, Tech Park. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, we're at uh, Inner Urban. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, you guys are doing big things with that. This ice cream sandwich is amazing. Yeah, they are. So <laughs> this, this is another thing I wanted to do in the summer. I want to sell, sell ice cream sandwiches, so I've been going around town and just buying them up or whatever, just testing Be what I want to do. Ice cream, man. Yo, on the harbor in the summer. Maybe like Julian uh, rolling around the harbor <laughs> Bicycles. <laughs> have you, have you seen Delirious with uh, Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Classic. You'll be the Eddie, You'll be the ice cream man. The kids are uh, <laughs> ice cream man. <laughs> so I actually filled out an application today to get into the Oakland's night market. Nice. In the summer, 
to do what? I'm selling, selling your gear? gear? Yeah, I got some gear and I made a, I've got a big stockpile of pickles and jams. Kombucha and stuff? stuff like pickled zucchinis and pickled radishes and everything pickled. Every vegetable you can find. Pickled, mm. put the label on it. What's the criteria for that? You just fill yeah, out the really application? Like shit, right? Do, do they, uh, you have to get it tested though? Yeah. You have to tell them everything that you're going to sell, where it comes from. How you make it, what's in it, or the stuff that you use to make it. Because I know you're allowed to use your own kitchen up until a certain amount or whatever money. So I think it's up to like $25,000 or something. Like profit or sales or something, right? Yeah, totally. So like you can get started in your own kitchen, but then you eventually got to move to like an industrial kitchen or something, right? Oh, really? But that's the thing. They ask you like, where do you make the food? Yep. And I was like, at my home. And I was like, I mentioned that I'm a Red Seal chef and everything's like built to cut industry standards. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So do they have to come and, like, test, like, see where yeah. you live or, like, check? Their... This is, like, a bullshit local market. Oh, okay, um, okay. So, like, they let hippie people in and sell their, sell their necklaces and stuff. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah that'll, that'll be awesome, though. That'll be yeah. a good thing to do on the side. And I got a bunch of jams. Was it, like, two two days a week or whatever? I, I You could sign up for every Thursday throughout the summer. There's, like, nine different days. I think I signed up for only two, though, because, you know. Yeah, see how it goes and then take off from there? Yeah. Smart way to That's go about it instead of like, yeah, sign up for nine and you're like, clock's ticking, man. I gotta get my shop set up. <laughs> Just stocking up in the winter <laughs> for the summertime. That's how I wanted to get, I put other thing kombucha, so you gotta start brewing some kombucha for what? me, child. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, right. I'll get a little You know, use, use wine fermenters. That's wine what fermenters? I do. Yeah. What's that? Like the big canchin. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're meant for it. They're BPA free. Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, for the kombucha? Yeah. How do you get the scooby in and out? What do you mean? It's like still wide or whatever at the top. Oh, so just like oh, a yeah, yeah. just like a wide jar or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. So you start off in a smaller jar or whatever with your scoby and you just need to put that in and it'll do its own jam and it like worked around like the parameters it's got, you know? Mm. But yeah, that was the easiest way I knew how to do like a big amount or whatever at a time and stuff. Yeah, we should just do like a couple big batches before the... Um, do like four different kinds. You got like, boom, 12 liters of each, go. Yeah. And then just buy up like a shitload of wine bottles, boom, put a label on it, get going. Because, right. like, those cappers are, what, like, 30 bucks? Can you get wine bottles where the cork is, like, locked in so it doesn't explode off? Or can you put, like, a beer bottle? But you can get those ones with, like, the, the press-off. Just, like, some of the Prosecco yeah. bottles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are a little pricey, but then they can be reused. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so we need to get jars. And then I wanna, when we get to the market, I want to have just like, a big bucket of ice. Just have them all sitting in ice. Yeah, the kombucha would sell for sure, man. Yeah. And also... But also, you buy, you buy beer, beer bottles. bottles. Yeah, those are cool too. But, yeah, you're right. If I get, like, clear ones... Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing the charcuterie shop for a while. That was uh experience, you know, dealing with, like, all the... Like, of all the microorganisms and stuff and all that jam. Because, like, a lot of the stuff we did wouldn't go against, would go against health code, but... Yeah. But you gotta do it. Yeah. But then you showed her whatever, like, the process you used and the drop in pH that we had in our ferments and stuff. Do you... As long as you have a record of all that stuff, that's all they want to see. So if you can go back and track down or whatever what your fermentation was at a certain time or whatever, and well, you know, prove see, that they want to see all that, eh? Well, it's just like proves or whatever, like what you're saying is true, you know? Right, right. Have a drink. I will. Whatever, have like all of them. Yeah, you guys can say it's melting, son. Nah, this is not melting, homie. This is perfect. This is actually dope, man. This is mint flavored. Dairy free. Dairy free? How did Dairy you know? Free. How the hell did you know? I was worried because I've eaten. As long as I'm home, I'm good. Dairy free. Uh, that's sick. 
It's actually better than the rest. Is it that frozen dessert? Yeah, yeah I don't know. They make it over at Cold Comfort. That's them. That's why it's not melting. Yeah, they should probably just use gelatin and stuff, right? Probably, yeah. Whatever, it's delicious. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, I just smashed mine. Hello, testing. Can you? Oh, yeah, sorry. Just making sure. My mic's really quiet today. Hopefully it sounds all right. So, uh, you got to make some more sausages. And, pres and like, you got to get an old Pepsi fridge in your house. We should do this. We should just have a kitchen where we run, like, six or seven different businesses out of. And break it, like, have them all pay for it then. So everyone pays, like, 350 400 bucks a month for rent. Oh, I see. And then, boom. My, my just, like, we can even own, like, three of them each. Who cares? Well, my, <laughs> they just break off each other, though. Well, my friend in Salt Spring, Dania, she, she has her own catering business. And she has, like, everything in the basement, like, industrial stuff. I think if you have one area that's sectioned off, yeah, as long as there's a closed door mm -hmm. and it has like different access and you have all the stuff that you need, I think it's yeah completely doable or whatever for sure. Yeah. Imagine that you got one commercial kitchen. There's like five guys all running a different business using the kitchen. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. You just have then, different times or whatever, though, right? Yeah. Then you, yeah. Well, whatever. It's just like chaos. You come in whenever you want. You could do that. You do it that way. It's That'd be hilarious. They <laughs> got those wise zucchini. Stealing each other's. But that's why you just get a big enough spot where everyone has their own area, anyways. Yeah. So it's like having their own kitchen instead of a big kitchen. Yeah. So yeah. major equipment are never shared, but then like all the people's workspaces and everything else, that's their jam. Yeah. So where are you staying now these days? You still at that house? I see, I came over to the last over by Sandwich there. Yeah. Yeah, by uptown. And that, oh yeah, 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 nice. That's a dope place. So, yeah. so what make you want to go down to a vegan snack food truck road? Well, the the mountain or whatever of, um, what's it called? The price or whatever, like meat, the way it's going up. Yeah. I'm not 100% vegan by any means, but yeah. even just seeing like the price or whatever of how much it's going to cost to even produce meat. Yeah. Uh, not because I'm against the whole industry in general, but also there's like the health factor as well. A lot of people, you can present like some nice fermented foods for people, and you know some really great items that are super tasty and it's what everyone wants. But you know there's a lot of nutritional value in there as well. A lot of people are going to that movement too, man. Yeah. Like every other day, you're seeing people switch it over, man. No, it's true. You, you see a lot of propaganda. No, not at all. But I eat like a lot less meat than I used to, for really? sure. Oh wow. Yeah. It is expensive. It's super expensive. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like the quality is getting any better either. Certainly not. No. It's better. Yeah, it's a better lifestyle, man. It's yeah, well, it's cleaner. It's cheaper. Yeah. It's cleaner and cheaper. It's freaking way... I don't know. You wake up in the morning, you'll feel so dragged down. Yeah. I think you do need to eat some meat, obviously, to be at optimal performance. Why? Not really. All protein or whatever comes from plants in the first place. I know, but... How do you think animals get protein? There's so they absorb food. it through plants. Their consumption of plants gives them protein in their... I think, I think the protein is probably higher. Seeds. It's probably higher in the meat. Pumpkin seeds, highest protein or whatever. Oh, yeah? The biodiversity that you can get ground ground pumpkin seeds highest protein you can get. Are you talking facts right now? I swear to God. <laughs> okay. Swear to God. <laughs> it's so much easier to absorb like protein, and there's so much more complex proteins in like a steak, say. Like, but be, yo, being vegan, bioavailability of the proteins in there is like way better for you than just like plant proteins. So they say. Like the quality of the protein. For sure. So I think you know. Sounds like a lot of propaganda. You think so? Yeah. Cigarettes didn't cause cancer at one point, right? You sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were recommended by four to five doctors. 
true. Just say there never a lot of big a lot of big money or whatever in uh, the supply of protein and dairy and stuff. So there's a lot of propaganda being spit out there right now to discredit being vegan. But I don't know. You know, people need to try it for themselves. If it works for them, it works for them. If not, you know, it's everyone's body's different as well. We all have different blood, different yeah, types so, of guts. Like yeah. Whatever you feel good, whatever feels good. Yeah, exactly. As long as you feel good doing it or whatever, you know, like. I used to really enjoy cooking with vegetables when we were working in Whistler because I had to do crazy things with vegetables. Yeah. And I was the vegetable chef. It was awesome. Oh, I was the vegetable That's good times. Chef. Maddie was the, he was the saucier, the, the meat chef. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was the entremet chef. Uh -huh. It was very official. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Where did you guys work? Two man line on Needle Lake Lodge. Needle Lake Lodge. It was like. The Aura Restaurant. It was oh, okay. a fine dining restaurant in the Needle Lake Lodge. It's like a boutique hotel. It's pretty. It's pretty classy. Dude. You guys go way back. Yeah. So that was like 2010 or 11 or no, it was 2012 or 13. No, it was like yeah, maybe like 2000. End of 2011. After 2012. Yeah, 2012. It was way after the Olympics. So. But oh yeah. We, uh, oh, you were up there for the Olympics? Damn. No. Oh. <laughs> that would have been dope. Oh, I had a lot of friends were. I came like right after the Olympics. Damn. The the house I lived in, the closet was like turned into a bedroom for people from the Olympics, and the closet literally was like a it was a pretty big closet, maybe like eight or nine feet deep, but not very wide, about the size of this table. And so then there was a table slid in the door, and the person slept, I think they slept like on top or underneath the table, and had all their shit like up top. And that was, and they rented that out for like two fifty a month. I remember having seen saunas <laughs> that were like dismantled; they couldn't be used as a sauna anymore. Whoa, really? People were using those as bedrooms to rent out to people for like seven, eight hundred bucks a month. That's crazy. Yo. Oh, it's insane! <laughs> so dangerous. Like, if there's ever a fire in a house like that, like, yeah, it's game over. My friend Oliver Shabbat, he uh, used to live in a bathroom for like hundred and fifty bucks a month. We Mind you, like, like once or a couple of times, I found great deals in Whistler. Like, I found a yeah. one-bedroom condo. Right by Alta Lake one time for 900 bucks a month. Wow. Stayed there for about a year. Really? That was pretty sweet. Is that the one I came to up on the hill there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one was awesome. The first place I moved in at Whistler was the, it was a miracle of anything. Yeah, yeah that's how we, that's how you got a good spot in Whistler. Was like some I, something in the universe wanted you to live at this place. Yeah, yeah. Like the weirdest good connections and stuff. Wow. I was sitting in Duncan trying to find a place to live in Whistler on Craigslist and 500 bucks a month my own bedroom in this big shared house but it was like the classic whistler house man the house was like a bunch of kids lived there there's like posters everywhere and oh really oh yeah it was, nice. my house was like up and in the top of the house it was a pretty big one how many and, people you live with uh one two three four there's like four or five people living there at a time oh. see i lived at Safficom or ever up uh like fairmont Safficom when i first oh, got yeah. there I that. that was crazy that was like 230 every two weeks for rent my first yeah, my, my first cooking good. job, I went to a place called Huntsville, and it was a big resort called Deerhurst, mm -hmm. and they had staff accommodation, like, out in the woods, like, mm -hmm. out of town where the, ho the hotel was, and I had to, like, share a room with a guy, like, Probably like share a room, a share a room. Like, like bunker, two, two beds in oh, there. Man. That That's was. What you did at the Fairmont, though, right? <laughs> no, like we locked out. It was supposed to be four people per room, but like just the uh, way it worked out, right? Like a lot of the people who were long term at Fairmont yeah. had family, so they lived in Penti or uh, Pemberton or lived in Squamish yeah. or lived somewhere in the village, and like you know, been there for fifteen years, so they already had a condo or a, or a house or something. Yeah. So like we locked out, like two people per apartment. Yeah. I had I had bunk beds in my room, but. My job bunk was essentially just my stuff to go out in. And... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, 
Yeah, because if you try and rent a place now, it's so much. In Whistler, thousand like over thousand. I think when I left in like two thousand fifteen, I think that was like the perfect time to leave. It's like twice as much as here. Probably yeah. to rent a room is. Well, it's like anywhere from like depends on where you are. Like, like when this... I was leaving Whistler, I had a room for five hundred bucks. That was a long time ago, though. No, that was still like I, my buddy just left there a couple uh, maybe a year and a half ago, and he had it still for five hundred bucks. Like I just subleased to him after I left. Oh and... uh, yeah, really. It was just the guy's dad owned the place ever since they like established uh, Function Junction, so he owned the building oh, for a yeah, long, long place. time. Yeah, yeah, it's true, man. You got you got to luck out. Everybody wants to live there. They're not building very many houses. Whistler, is it like it's a, it's like a cooks like a restaurant type of place like well, any tourism yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Like just yeah, so yeah. many people coming in and out. So like big restaurants or whatever. Or, yeah. You know, anywhere there's big hotels, there's gonna be expensive restaurants and stuff. Yeah. A lot of Australian go there. Yeah. Yeah, they like the snowboard. Well, after school, they have, I think it's like five years to pay off their student loans and stuff, right? Yeah. So if they kill off more of the time or whatever doing that, they they don't have to pay off as much of their student loans then. Oh, wow. Because they're, like when they start working in their trade, like the more money they make. Comes them, out automatically. Well, yeah, but it's a percentage of what they make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you made $60,000 a year, you take a certain percentage or whatever of that then and pay off like that part into your student loans and stuff and then... You know, if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, there's a percentage of that that gets taken off then. So, oh, okay. Australia has a lot of cool shit like that. Yeah, so it's like Finland. Yeah. Um, oh. Finland, a lot of Scandinavian countries. They got a lot of good things going on with school. It's all like worked in, so everyone gets to go to school for free. So you get to choose what you want to do. So there's no pressure then, right? Yeah. So everyone goes into a field or whatever where they actually want to go into, opposed to doing something out of necessity. Yeah. Do you ever watch Hell's Kitchen? Yeah, sometimes. Do you remember that season where the winner got to be the chef at Araxi? Yeah. Did you ever, I don't know, did you ever go to Araxi restaurant? Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Do you think that you went when that guy was the chef? No. <laughs> there was a sous chef at that time, though? Oh, Chef Mike. Yeah. He was the sous chef at Araxi. He was. Did he work with the winner of Hell's Kitchen? I don't know. Oh. I think I think he left right after that happened. He thought he thought it was a joke or I, something. I wish I had done it. <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't think that that person actually became the chef or whatever of Araxi. It was weird. They came like in like with a title or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like Ramsey's paying for you to be here. So. It's a big restaurant though there, right? Like That's a lot of high-end covers to turn away or whatever. That was a. That is a really nice restaurant. I've never eaten there. Barefoot Bistro was a fun one to work out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Did you work there? Yeah, there's a lot of their like catering, so like off-site catering. You're the king of Whistler, man. You've been all over there. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, everyone. You had two options in hospitality: either you stayed in one spot and made mediocre money or whatever, and did the same mundane things all over, or you kept moving and you kept learning new things from different places. Why did so you, you don't just stick in one spot after six months to two years? Like those are my rules. Like somewhere did you, there, did you, you know, long enough that you can like pull a whole season for someone. Yeah. And then you know, short enough that you're not gonna feel like. Yeah, yeah. I've left a lot of jobs where I'm like, I I like it here, but you know, time to move on and keep did, learning and. Oh, yeah, did you, you move? Expand your knowledge, you know. You move for the knowledge of learning new things, not for sometimes. The money. Or sometimes it was for the money. Sometimes, sometimes it's for the experience. Oh, for the like, experience. Live, when I first moved out here, Lake Louise mm-hmm. went there or whatever, just because like yeah. I came from Ontario, so Damn. let's go. Let's go learn how to snowboard. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just dive right into it, you know. That's pretty brave, man, to to do that. Oh, whatever. It's awesome. Like being in the mountain towns are probably the most accepting places in Canada. It's just transients from everywhere, and everyone's just there to have a good time, and you know that everyone loves outdoors. They're all coming for different reasons, but they're all there for the same reasons at the same time. Yeah. What's the most fun place that you've like went to work? 
I don't know. Hadi Gwai was pretty fun. City or the Hadi Gwai was pretty fun. So like where I was, I was at like Lake Gara Island or whatever there. So it's the most northwestern island of the Hadi Gwai. So it's like the last island that's far away in BC before Alaska. Wow. It was cool. What do, pe- what do people do? Oh, there? man. Like, you finish, finish doing breakfast, and there's no guests because they all went fishing. Oh, okay. It's like, pack up all your knives, go hop in a fishing boat, and go fishing for four hours before they come in for lunch. <laughs> and then just deep fish. Yeah, so instead, you know, winning a line of Timmy's or whatever, you got to go catch fish. Got to fill those boxes and send them home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need fish for the winter. <laughs> Did those guys bring you their catch and then you just cook it for them? Uh, no, there they had their own packing plant and stuff, so everything that they caught was tagged. Uh, yeah, like they went through, uh, yeah, procedures properly, tracked everything or whatever, so the government knew what was happening, and oh, then wow. labeled it all, had their names on it, and then the tags or whatever essentially followed it right to the labels. So like, if a DFO officer pulled them out over on the way home, they showed them their packing slip, and then showed them all their fish, and it would all line up. Oh yeah, that was nice. You, yeah. You're familiar with the the rules in Ontario, like the fishing rules? They're all a little bit different. Not much yeah. in Ontario. I'm not gonna lie. I never really fished before, so I decided oh, okay, to move yeah. up to the high to go to go fishing there. I was just wondering if it was similar, like the one the rules out here. Yeah, I don't know. Because I know I think that it's I'd... different in every little region, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I know, like certain, like certain, you can't catch a certain size and or a certain amount. Yeah, I think it changes every year. It just yeah. depends on what the environment's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Because like it used to be, you used to be able to catch two big halibut, which are over a certain amount, and then you know they went on different uh, sizes for a while on lengths and widths, just knowing like how big those halibut are. Yeah, yeah. And People at the camp pulling up halibut or mostly salmon. Ah, a little bit of everything. Uh, like up in the Heidi Gwai, it was a little bit of everything. Every every fishing lodge I've been to, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's usually bycatch. Like, you're not fishing for octopus. It just happens to get caught on your yeah. line, and yeah, yeah. you bring it up. You can eat it, so I keep it. Yeah, you're allowed to have one per license. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you still have that deep freezer at your house? No, I got rid of that. Oh, dang. I'm going to get another one, though. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're getting another appliance, get a big fridge and start hanging pepperonis again. No, I should. That under the table at the house yeah i could <laughs> but i don't know it's just I, it's one of those things like with charcuterie you gotta like it's cool to do it for yourself at home but yeah. then doing it for other people i don't know i'd just be scared of like bacterial infections or oh, something really? and oh i see i see you get some bad bacteria in there is that one of your like main traits what's that um charcuterie Charcuterie? Yeah. Uh, many, I'm a man of many skills. He's oh. That's the thing. That's a good thing about moving around and learning all the yeah. yeah. I, I worked at Italian restaurants to learn how to make pasta and gnocchi, do a lot of deep braises and stuff, you know, make simple cheeses like mozzarella, uh, charcuterie to do like, yeah, fermented meats. Pepperettes, freaking whole whole beast. Uh, you shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be working for no one, man. Right. Yeah, but then again, working in hospitality doesn't really make you the the freaking yeah. cash to be able to sustain yourself, right? That's so true, that's true, I've just man. been trying to build up a couple of solid business ideas. So when I actually do something, yeah. it's gonna actually succeed, opposed to or get a loan, drop off, or get a loan. You know? Yeah, I've been yeah. looking at BDC or whatever as well. If I've been working ha- on a business loan or whatever to be able to present to them. If you have like a good present presentation, you know, like yeah, that's true. This. It's so true. Yeah. Can you get in a lot of trouble if someone gets sick uh, eating your uh, home cooked food? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd be held liable. That's why I feel like in a run a business like that as well, you get incorporated, so then everything goes through the insurance of the company or whatever and doesn't come after your personal assets, right? Oh, no. Yeah. True. So, what happens if I'm at the market and I make a batch of like. Oh, you get someone sick or whatever? That could be tracked right back down to you. That's negligence or whatever, right? Yeah, like if you're at like a hippie market, you know, that's Yeah, you, you can think what you want or whatever, but like that stuff can be tracked back to you nowadays. It's just yeah. the way of the world now. Interesting. What about all these restaurants that get 
because people get like food poison. You never really hear of anything come happen. out of it, you know? You don't hear about that as much. Well, sometimes or whatever, but sometimes they pay them off to be able to hush them up or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. It's true, though. Non disclosure agreements. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's 20 grand. Yeah. You didn't get sick. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> it's true, though. Oh, man, yeah, now i got to make sure I don't kill anybody with my, my jams. Yeah. It's, it's well, not, let's do simple testing. It's something to think because about. Because most of the time, I'll remember... Take a, take a sample first before anyone... Yeah, but I just mean, like, with, like, pH take levels one for and the stuff, team. right? Usually okay. when you're doing canning, if you can drop your pH level when you're doing pickling, like, ferment stuff naturally, right? and you're going to... You're going to... What's it called? You're going to have kill any chance or ever of getting bacteria in there. A certain acidity. You're right. Uh, a certain amount of salt, actually. That, too, right? Yeah, solidity. That's why I <laughs> yeah. if you are like trying to preserve something that's non-acidic, you have to use like a pressure cooker to get to get to kill all the bacteria because it's just not hot enough when you're doing regular canning in the boiling water. Well, no, that's the whole thing or whatever about fermenting things as well, though, right? So if you yeah. ferment things properly, the whole brine or whatever that's around it is killing all the bacteria and stuff, and that's what keeping the good organisms alive and killing all the, like, botulism and stuff like that, right? It's quite a balance. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's why you got to have your levels or whatever of salt. It's usually between, like, you know, 2.5 and 3.5% uh, per weight of, like, your water and your product and stuff. Oh, wow. What about the pH? So that, yeah, that's supposed to drop within 72 hours, supposed to drop by like two points, right? Same kind of thing or whatever when you're making like kombucha and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I used to pH test my kombucha all yeah. the time. And then that's how you get your shirt or whatever, you're going to get a consistent product as well. So like, okay, right. you know, same time every time in the fermentation process, you taste it, take notes or whatever on your taste. and then... should, What do you think the pH balance of pickle juice should be? I don't know. Something something you should like link up or whatever, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit uh, yeah. I think it's gonna be like five, six or something, five, six or seven, something like that. You probably want like around the seven range to keep it, make sure like it's so acidic that nothing can grow in there, right? Kombucha is good in like the high sixes, I think, sevens. But when you're naturally fermenting things, you got that mother in there. As long as you got that alive, you know it's like at the right level. Yeah. Yeah. Little telltale signs without having to test anything. Yeah. As long as she's growing and she's happy or whatever, you're you're kicking something, right? Yeah, I kind of know all that science from doing it, and I've made a lot. So I think it's, it's just expanding it to the next level. Because what happens when you get a really uh, old batch of kombucha? Goes acidic. Yeah, you taste it right away, and be like. <laughs> so that's essentially all you're looking for when you're doing like natural pickles and stuff, right? Oh, it's just gonna get more and more acidic. Boom! Right. With natural flavors, all the juices from the pickles are making like, its own brine, then, right? Oh uh, yeah, that's. So like everything comes out then. Got to think about that. Yeah. I got pickles sitting at room temp in the the storage unit, and. By the time it hit market, they'll be pretty old, dude. They'll be like almost a year old. Yeah. But that's fine. As long yeah. as they preserve. Just spot right? check them, though, right? Yeah. So pull it out, spot check them or whatever. You can even, there's a place down in Sydney where you can send it to get tested. What? Oh, uh, like like bacteria tested and stuff. So, like, you're 100% sure that, you know what I mean? Send them two bottles, different parts or whatever of each case and stuff. And it's a little bit of a cost, but then. So, yeah, that's. You're, you're recovering your own asset. You have a test here now. And, yeah. like, it's, it's yeah. said that. You know, the ones I spot-checked were good or whatever, you know what I mean? So I went with the perception that they're all going to be good or whatever then, so at least you have that covered. Have you ever been in a situation where someone's been food poisoned, like in your place where you worked or like, or something had happened? Yeah, but that could happen anywhere. Yeah, what happened? But also, or whatever, you know, a lot of people think they get food poisoning when in all reality, sometimes they don't. From the place that they think they got it from. Well, food, well, food poison doesn't kick in for like for, 24 hours or yeah, something? Yeah, it like depends. Seven, yeah. 7 to 24, 36 hours yeah, yeah. sometimes. It depends on what kind of bacteria it is, depends yeah, how some, severe it is, some people, depends on some, what the conditions were. Yeah, some people eat like something for like an hour and they start to feel bad and then they yeah, blame it on... Yeah, it's probably something they ate the day before. Yeah, that's Most true. Most of the time. 
Yeah. And it's probably something they cook for themselves a lot of the time, right? Like I, I see people yeah, all the time not washing their hands, touching their cell phones, playing yeah. with their hair. Oh yeah. It's just like these are exactly how you get like. And cell phones are like one of the biggest bacteria. I don't see carrier. many people cleaning them. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, man, like it's like up there with money now because it's yeah. in out of your pocket all the time. So everything you have in your pocket is always touching it, right? You're in the washroom with that thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's that is so true. There's probably trace amounts of fecal matter on everyone's cell phone oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's true, <laughs> true yeah. yeah man you're not washing your hands i don't see anyone that. singing happy birthday in the bathroom or never at the mall you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah. little yeah, splash yeah, yeah. touch my hair i'm good yeah, yeah, yeah. wipe it off oh man <laughs> <laughs> grab every handle on the way out be like what am i supposed to touch when i go out and like use a public washroom if it's like a certain i'll just kind of Avoid touching the. Th- I'll actually use my foot. Like, oh yeah, I, I, I use my foot all the time, man. Yeah, that just gets left sometimes. If I have to use my foot or whatever, that's a little too much. That's. I mean, someone needs to be notified. Well, I mean, you're. I don't know, tired man. Like. The end of the day, I tell you. Yeah. Tired. I had like. I was like, oh, God dang it! There's that shit splatter all over the toilet, and it was. Just, you like, should know this from construction, though. Oh, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> There's some dirty people. Oh, fuck yeah. Some of the roofers that I had to deal with or whatever, like piss jugs on the roof, I thought that was like a trailer park voice saying that shit's for real. <laughs> no, oh, they, they didn't want to come down off the roof to go down on the porta potty, which was one floor down. I didn't know, so they, I didn't know piss jugs was a thing you know, for real. A thing. It's a legit thing. Oh my God. Building million dollar homes, people are pissing in jugs on their, on their properties. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, fair enough. I, the piss jug is a great invention. I think it should be. Everyone should keep no. it wrong. No, because then they just left them there. It's not like they took the piss jugs with them. They leave them. I remember. Random corners. Oh, <laughs> Yo, that episode was hilarious, man. <laughs> Way of the road, bumps. Uh, Way of the road. I love that show. Freaking ladies of the night. <laughs> it's like the most Where did from Nova Nova, Sco- Nova Scotia, right? Well, yeah, Nova yeah, Scotia, yeah. I think. They're right near Halifax. Yeah, yeah. New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, like that kind of thing going on. I think it's like kind of back and forth somewhere in there. East Coast. Have you yeah. ever, have you ever worked on the East Coast? No, not on the East Coast. Visited a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I I heard it's nice out there, man. I would like to. Of course. Like... Except for the winters. Yeah. Do you not see what happened here? 30 centimeters of snow, people yeah. are chaotic, and then yeah. literally two days later, 88 centimeters of snow overnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought that was chaotic. It's like, literally, your house is covered. Go. Yeah, Start true. your day. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I want to I wanna go out there, man. It's fun. I want to visit. It's a good spot. I want to go to Halifax, see what yeah. it's like out there. Citadel Hill? I don't yeah. know, but that's pretty much where everything happened for Confederation, right? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, there and PEI and stuff. I think, like, the Charlottetown was, like, the... I'm going to get some video for this episode. Yeah. It's going to be dope. It's not photogenic at all. It's bullshit. Just be nice. check out the shot. It's, like, a wide angle of the whole table. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. GoPros are sweet for that. Yeah, I want to get one, man. No, there can be. And this thing is like. I want to. I want to get one for the front of my car, especially in Victoria. Yeah. The way people drive in this town. I don't trust them all. You could start a YouTube like channel of just people driving. Oh, the way chaos that happens. It's not even just like people in cars. It's people. You know what? I was. I was like. People like walking. They don't even look. They're just looking at their phone. Like, what are you people doing? Well, that's how. That's the culture here, man. You you can't you can't do that shit any. In some certain places, man. You know? Mind you, when I went to like Thailand and stuff, you know, like their cities were chaotic with traffic, and somehow it just, just worked. 
just weaved in and out. People don't. <laughs> people, people just did, did it. People it was part of their life. It's like Yo, you know, they, they have see a great, car coming, spin around off of it or great, some shit. They like, have what? great time in there. You just Kobe that car. Yeah. <laughs> and then just keep walking like nothing happened. You know, go pick up lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just everyday occurs, whatever. And us like blown away that <laughs> am I the only one like? Oh man, that's the most chaotic. Yeah, most chaotic place I've ever driven in my life. Um, I know foreign countries are crazy how everyone drives and they all honk at each other. Just but honking's good because like hey, we're yeah, yeah, that's them talking. Yeah, that's not an offensive thing at all. It's just like letting people know that they're coming. There are no rules, so everyone's kind of created a street rule. Yeah, like you know the code of conduct. But everyone flows like, and if there's a huge traffic jam, you just go for it. Like in those kinds of countries, it's it's amazing. International driver's license. That's what you need there. What are the roads like in the Bahamas? It's uh, it's small, man. It's like all, it's all too. It's just like one way going that way and one way. It's so like, uh, like actually, stuff? actually, um. There must be some cities. No, no. In Nassau, it's like, it's a little bit bigger. Like legit, yeah. like city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. lots of cars there. And Grand Bahama, yeah. But people drive bad over there, man. Like, yeah. It's a lot of accidents. Yeah. Pe- people die from car crashes yeah, exactly. pretty often. You know, like every long weekend you hear like. Well, somebody car crash passed away. Yeah, I think a lot of it, it's probably like alcohol involved. It's just like and here. yeah, the, the alcohol is people are allowed to drink. Yeah, where I'm from, like you honestly riding down the street. You like, aren't allowed drinking here, and people still do it. So yeah, well, it's it's against the law to drink and drive. Yeah, but it's not enforced. Oh, you mean oh, it's like no, yeah. you mean like it's like a breathalyzer ever? No, I I drive by a police station with a beer in my hand and. It would hail me, hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is like, it's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Honestly, I'm not proud to say it, man, but. That's just the way some I, countries are, I've, though. I've, I've, I've done it many times, yeah. man. You know? So but, that's, if but everyone's it, doing it or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just a thing, man, just to get, drive around, get bliss, and, you know, just sightsee and whatever. Yeah, true. But people know their limit, you know? Like, you're not going to Well, be, that's it, though. Like, I know? think if it's, like, so open or whatever... Yeah. Kind of like the drug situation in Portugal and stuff, right? When they made everything legal, it'd be actually... Yeah. The drug use went down because it actually, like, take away the stigma of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if it's not a badass thing to do or, you know, you're not going to get in big trouble to do it, like... Yeah. I think a lot of kids don't do it because... Yeah. You know? They're like, oh, I can't handle that much booze, so... Oh, yeah. Man, I bought my first license, man. <laughs> I bought my first license like oh um, like you didn't even have to go do a test well I wanted to do the test but because things take so for so long there man like I, was, like, I bought a car before I even had a license yeah so and I was like under the table? well I was like if I had this car and oh, I can't cool. drive without a license so I'm gonna have to Just do what everybody it. else is doing yeah <laughs> so I I hit my homie up and I'm like yo man I need I need a license right away got this car and he hit his friend up and you know, through a connection, man, um, pay a couple dollars. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> first license, yeah, man. That's hilarious. But it's, it, it's... Was it really your name? It was really my name, yeah, man. It was somebody in the government that gave it to me, <laughs> but he was... He was <laughs> that's even crazy. He was, <laughs> he's like, you, little, you got a legit license before he's, he's, he's making it. He's making extra money. I probably paid like $150 for it. They probably used to do the same thing in Canada in like the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah, man. They it's, probably done that, that shit cr- a while it's, ago it's, here, though. It's, cr- it's a cricket, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when I, when, I came, when I came here and I had to do my license, when I drive my driver's test, I failed it. Yeah. Because all that you shit. You picked I, up so many yeah. bad habits. <laughs> all that shit I was doing, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Where did you get that beer from? Why are you cracking a beer while we're <laughs> Yeah. So, no beer. No beer. No, no, okay, okay, okay. I got this the next time. No beer. You know how I feel? <laughs> I feel it on um, a left turn at the traffic light. Pedestrians was crossing. Yeah. And you know you're supposed to wait for them or whatever. Yeah. I, st- I started turning and I stopped. In the middle of the intersection. Well, see, that's a bad habit because, yeah. like, I'm not going to lie, because, like, you stop in the middle of an intersection in Victoria, you might not even be able to get a chance to get across then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to be a little bit more aggressive yeah. sometimes to actually oh, yeah. make it work in this city. That's true. Oh, <laughs> it's but, not being rude. It's just like, okay, they're past where I can turn. Now I'm going to turn. You know, how, you know how people just start walking in the street even though a car is coming? Yeah. You can't do that, man. No, no, you can't do that, man. It, it's the pedestrian got to look out for themselves. Oh, that's true. It's not. I think it should be both ways. Yeah, that's what I mean. Having the camera on your car, so if something like that does happen, when they have their head down at their phone and yeah. you see a red light there, at yeah. least there's some correlation. It's like, yeah. no, you didn't just like you know paralyze this pedestrian or whatever on purpose. Yeah, it was mostly their fault. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would be cool um, if servers have like a hidden camera. With their interaction with customers, <laughs> you know, you know, you hear, like sixty minutes, yeah, and just start, and just start a show off of like customer interactions with uh, service. Oh man, the stories, the stories. Yeah, There's that a would. Database of I remember at New Lake Lodge. I don't know if you were there at the time, but they had little, uh, they had a Passover event, and then all there, the little yeah. kids were like etching certain material into all the chairs or whatever and vandalizing all of them and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. But they were like $700 chairs and they were just like destroying them. They thought because their parents bought out the hotel that they were allowed they to do this. The yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I still remember when a five-year-old show. told me like, you know, to shut up and do my job when I was asking him uh, what? how he wanted his omelet and stuff. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then I, I, was like, I, I just picked up my apron, dropped it and told him that, you know, I'm just going on a half-hour smoke break. Oh, <laughs> so man. you can go, you can go make your own omelet now, there, little man. You were bubbling when you said that, eh? You were <laughs> no, getting, you were getting hot when you like, you were getting angry. Oh yeah, well angry. that's what I mean. You can't, you can't treat people like yeah. They're they're pieces of meat all the time. People work in the service industry are still people. Yeah, I think that's my biggest thing about like why I want respect. to get out of like the mainstream respect. service industry and Res- make my own company. Yeah, respect, man. Yeah, you gotta have that respect. Yeah, everywhere you brow? go though. Is that a long brow? Yeah. That's what comes <laughs> That's hilarious. Cheers, <laughs> Obi. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Bubblies are nice, but yeah. That's dope. Hey, man. Honestly, if this fridge was working, there would have been Lone Brown there right now. Yeah, no, it's okay. Lone Brown's key. Plus, they're on sale right now. Are they? Yeah, 169 a piece. Oh, yeah, they're usually like 199 or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. still cheap. 169 yeah. for a tall boy? That's yeah. a year and a half. I love that, man. Oh, and they're actually really good. Yeah, my home. Europe, like, they're really well known. Yeah. I'm going to crack this red bull then. <laughs> <laughs> you want to split it, yeah? Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. All right, because I, uh, I don't know if I should. It's getting kind of late, you know, it's already. No, actually, I shouldn't drink a Red Bull, man. I don't want to be up late. What the hell are you talking about, son? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Here you go, child. Just it. Oh, look, parking tickets. Yeah, work. man. I gotta pay that. I got, I got like $100 worth of parking tickets right now. That one was $50. $55? Yeah, and then it, went up, and then it went up to 80 because of ten the 10 days or whatever. I really just want to get a tow truck, not even to have a tow company, just to tow like people what, what, like, what, give out parking tickets. What happens if I don't pay that? I don't know. He goes to the credit Whoa. bureau. There's. Whoa. That's crazy. 
You guys remember that movie Short Circuit? That's what it reminds me of right there. Yeah. When those little alien like uh, Grobo things came to life and stuff and started fixing things for that dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like locked in I feel like I'm just gonna get this in the eye or something and you're like lose vision. I think you need to change the settings. Yeah, something's wrong with it right now. It's like, ah! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, you can also call. There's a website for BC where you can get free legal advice. Up to a half hour of legal advice or whatever for free from a lawyer. So you can call them about like parking companies and be like, is it really legal for them to like take this down and charge me or whatever for a parking ticket or whatever? And just be like, what would really happen if I didn't pay this? And then it'd be like, either they could take you to court or they could screw up your stuff or they'll be like, after a year and a half, they just let it go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they know better than anyone. Yeah, true. So it's like the simplest thing, but you can yeah, gonna, you can literally call like a lawyer though and ask them. They're so not you gonna can call a lawyer and ask them questions for free. Yeah, I did it like a little while What's back with my uh, roommate who wasn't I wasn't getting along with. I forget what the the organization's called, but it's an organization. What are you searching Google. Uh, it's uh, search legal legal advice or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I got the link through the tenancy board. Oh, that's cool. I guess yeah. that's a good thing to know about. Yeah, because, like, my, my situation, I I was renting a room in a place that I'm leasing. Yeah. So, like, I couldn't technically be their landlord because the landlord's not allowed to live at the same residence or whatever as the tenant. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah. This is, if, you, if, you, yeah if you share a kitchen and oh, uh, things, perfect. so you're not really oh, oh, a landlord. Like in, in the you, guys are, you guys are roommates now. Okay, but so like you're you're not a different rules now. <laughs> Things so, are going differently, you know. So if the person live upstairs and you live downstairs, is that different? Or? That's different. So that's that's two different units or whatever, right? Oh, okay, so I think okay. if you share a common space and you share a kitchen. Oh, okay. And then, okay, yeah. that's not considered. Yeah. Landlord. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like you're a roommate now. So you were beefing with your roommate. Yeah, he was just getting to a point. A lot of alcohol all the time and a lot of. Oh, uh, right. Just negative attitude, but then he would start to bring two, three, four people uh, oh, yeah. a night or never back and chilling in his room with four people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, just being loud all, all hours of the night just got to be a little much. Yeah, no, f- roommates are... So, like, right before Christmas, I went home to go visit my family, and when I came back, just made a decision, like, you know, I'm going to start the year off fresh, and then yeah. 30th of December, just gave him notice or whatever, one month notice, and... So you're yeah. on your own now, or...? No, I got a new roommate. Yeah? Yeah. It's all good? Way better. Yeah? Yeah. Guy runs his own mortgage business and stuff, and mortgage broker business. Nice. So, yeah, someone with a little more positivity towards yeah, towards man. life and stuff, you know. Yeah, man. Always stay positive. <laughs> you know, it helps so much. That's what KZ says, man. <laughs> wizard. Yeah, definitely, man. That's that's the biggest thing in any company culture is positivity. A lot of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Smell this. What does it smell like? Yeah, what does that smell like? Smells like freaking magic mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's truffle salt, black truffle. Well, I figured it was much or whatever, but it smells oh, yeah. like magic mushrooms. Though. It smells like psychosyllabin. It smells a little fungi. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't smell like, like you know your traditional like truffle like. Yeah. Just got like one of those canned truffles or like leftover truffles from work or something. Yeah, that, this was a uh, black truffle. That I... You think it went bad? No, I don't know. Do you think this would have gone bad? It's been like it's been in there for over a year. I don't know. Like, you know, it's yeah. Just, like, salted truffle. Could salt go bad? I mean, it's probably no. Salt, not. salt can't go bad, but if it's leaching out like certain things or whatever, right? So if it's kept in an area where it's going up and down in temperature all the time and it's mm. like really diverse, could create like an environment for some sort of fungus to grow or something to grow, right? Hey, do you know what's the one thing that could never go bad? What's that? 
you you know no no well, I don't know if it's true but I've heard <laughs> it's uh, honey honey yeah but honey crystallizes I yeah. guess it doesn't go bad or it doesn't go bad crystal. no I've seen I've seen mold yeah. on honey before though really yeah so you've seen what mold on honey oh like blue mold. Oh. And usually, like blue molds are never. But it, it might blue, it, black molds it, and green it, molds. It might be gems. It might be cross. It might be cross contamination. Could could have been that too. Yeah. But this old wise guy told me that, and if he tells me something, I take it to the bank. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> Wait, Casey said that. No, Renee said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Well, it's good for like killing bacteria and stuff, right? Yeah. They preserve things and honey, yeah. like on uh, Jurassic Park, they. Oh no, that was, that was tree. amber oh, from a tree. There's amber. Yeah, like okay. a sap from trees, I think. They would They pulled that uh, mosquito out of the amber and took the dinosaur DNA out of the mosquito, and that's how they cloned all the dinosaurs. That's true. How they cloned all the dinosaurs with one sample of DNA? No, they they actually found many of those those oh, samples. There? Yeah, one miner or whatever. They found Allegedly. like a whole shitload. So it was like a forest that was like gone away, and then what was left was like the amber inside the rocks and stuff. Oh yeah. Mm. So they found all of them. That's crazy how the dinosaurs all died off. Was it? There's been mass extinctions like five different times or ever throughout history, throughout two billion years so far. Right? That's right. You're right. That's or crazy. Like throughout, well, actually throughout like a two million years, and then there's probably more before that. It's crazy to think the abundance of life is so, uh, like easy, so easy to recreate over and over again. Well, I think like the Earth or whatever, essentially like at one point, you know, like kills off a whole shitload. Re, yeah. You know, natural selection almost. Something happens. Mm-hmm. The Black Plague. Yeah, Going but, a little too fast, had a little too much power. We need you guys to slow down a little bit. We're in the black plague. One third of the earth gone. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the the most recent extinction right now. Allegedly, animals are dropping off fast enough to call this. But they always drop off almost every day. But then there's also animals or whatever who do other things, like they expand uh, their horizons, right? Like the polar bears in the Arctic right now. They're uh, instead of Killing belugas through the ice, that's what everyone thought. Like, these polar bears are going to go extinct. There's parts in, like, Baffin Island where they're seeing that polar bears with low tide, they're going out to rocks or whatever in the middle of bays and sitting there, and they know when the belugas are coming through for, because they've been doing it for the same way for thousands and thousands of years, right? They know the areas where they're going just because of, like, parts of their brain. But what they're doing is they're waiting there in the low tide, like, the tide rise up, and the belugas will come through, and then they'll still pick off a baby beluga. Mm-mm. So without the ice, they're still learning to adapt and learning to change. I think like the animals that are meant to survive or whatever are gonna like some places, right? Like the over uh, the overkilling of like their uh, environment, like the Amazon and stuff. Like that's probably having an effect on some animals, but yeah, I don't know. A lot of plastic in the oceans probably not doing anything good either for a lot of them. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, the polar bears got it tough. Can the polar bear adapt though? Why not? Why couldn't it? I think the polar bear is going to take to like an island and then it'll evolve differently there. We'll have to live off the land. The po- the polar- Even people, right? People po- in like uh, Polynesia and stuff. There's a like tribe of people there where there's so much water around. They have to always be in there for spearfishing that their spleen's enlarged so they can hold their breath underwater longer and stuff so they can create oxygen without actually their breathing spleens? in air. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Over a whole generation, 50-year period or whatever, there's, the water's risen so much on their island that they have to be in the water ever to survive now and stuff a lot more. So their spleen's actually enlarged or whatever over that 50-year period. The spleen helps absorb oxygen? Uh, I think it's like to uh, release oxygen into your blood or something. So like I think it helps oh, like trap oh, oxygen. Okay. So they have to take a deeper breath and be underwater longer to be able to fish. They have to uh, be able to have that oxygen still going through their blood so their brain doesn't get asphyxiated, right? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's cool adaption. 
and like the people of the Himalayas can be at high altitudes and just yeah. be champions. Yeah, exactly. They're used to it, that. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wonder what's going to happen once all the humans die. What will evolve next? Probably littler monkeys will kill them Monkeys. Be some weird humanoids. So, so, pol- <laughs> so polar bears are they're getting they're going to be extinct? Is that what you're saying? No, I think like I don't know. There's a few left. I don't know. I'm not up there. Oh, okay. It's hard, right? Yeah. We were talking about that before, with, like the news and stuff. So it's like yeah. I think we're all getting a different story from different which ways and stuff, right? Like I'm just seeing pictures or whatever on all that. I'm just going by what I'm showing or whatever on documentaries and stuff. Like I actually have no clue what's going on in these areas yeah, yeah. to be able to say that because they the, a lot of news networks have been using you know for the Amazon fires and stuff. They're using stock footage. From, like, four years previous. Oh, really? So, like, when you're showing things like that, or, like, some of the raids in, like, the Middle East and stuff, you're showing footage from Wait, raids yeah. that happened years back and stuff at different places. Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. So it's like, I don't know, creating sensationalism a lot of the time, maybe. That's like what we were talking about last time, where just, like, the news, you can't trust misinformation. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Arctic. I think, yeah. Well, we had all the ice samples, so we could have been testing them for, like, how actual stuff was, but, you know. It's not top priority. Well, no, Prime Minister Harper had ever closed down the, the freezer in Ottawa with all those samples and fired all the, the scientists and stopped the whole program. So we, we had answers. <laughs> well, let's going to put those away or whatever so we can't actually prove any of that stuff that you're saying. <laughs> if, no, if it's not there, it doesn't exist. In ancient Egypt, they like there was the library of something of Cleopatra that had thousands of years of history, but apparently it burned up or something happened. Yeah, accidents happen all the time, right? Well, the Romans were really key at doing that. Making well, you you destroy the history and the people never existed then, right? Yeah. You and then also breeding them out, right? Mm-hmm. Which came down to the conquistadors or whatever, and like the Spanish revolutions and stuff, and everything that happened in South America that spread up to North America with all the indigenous people throughout time, right? It's crazy how the history like we just don't know so many things about what happened back yeah. in the day. I mean, since what two thousand years ago, it's like not much history. I guess there's a bit. There, there's a lot, but it's kind of weird or whatever that we don't really have much history before two thousand years. Because obviously we've been a people or whatever way longer than that. Oh yeah. Bible just doesn't start off with civilizations just being there, you know? They just gotta get to a point somehow. How is there a gap like that? Like, like the English language, man. Like how the hell that started? You know what I mean? Like you know Germ- Is it like, Germanic? Before Germanic they, descent? Oh, yeah. I think the English language is Germanic descent. Oh, oh. is it? I always wondered, though, man, like, you know... It's a mixture of, like, a lot of things, though, right? Because you you see pieces of the English language coming from, like, the French language as well. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, like, in the beginning of time, before nobody knew how to speak, you know, they just came up with these words, you know, like, this means that, you know what I mean? This is... That's what we're doing right now. Have you ever been to, like, a foreign country where you don't know language? I've been to Montreal. <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't know. Any place I've gone, like in like the countryside, where no one's speaking English at all, you know. It was like fun experience though, like yeah, yeah, being there and not knowing what the hell nobody's saying. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I was picking up. I was picking up like the the French a little bit, you know, just from being there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, like a product of your surroundings. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool, man. Like I would like to go to a country and. You know, where they speak a different language. Yeah. I don't know. I found, like, it was easy to, yeah. I don't know, after a while. Even yeah. if you couldn't speak the same language, you knew, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just by yeah, looking at somebody a certain way or, like, freaking, like, certain question mark on your face. Yeah. They, they got what you meant. <laughs> yeah, I almost moved there, man. But I actually, it was because... 
Yeah, it was because I, I didn't feel too comfortable, like, working in the kitchen where nobody talked to me unless they were telling me, hey, can you do this? Yeah. And then after they told me what to do, everybody else is, like, speak French or whatever. So I kind of felt, like, left out, you know what I mean? I was like, man, do I really, you know what I mean? That'd be so hard. <laughs> yeah. To do that, to be like, I was kind of like that when I lived in Whistler. I was the only English-speaking guy in this house full of, like, 10 French Canadians, man. Yeah. And I was just like, always oh, just sitting there. That was like me well, at that the was... restaurant I worked at in Lake Louise at, uh, right beside the lake there. Really? Same thing, like everyone in the kitchen was French. Oh, that okay. was that was me at the place there, yeah. in, the, in the place that I live. I was the only English person, man. Yeah. <laughs> it gets hard after a while because, yeah, you can't feel confined. I know what you and mean. And they were cool people, but man. But then you know, I think about the other way. Like, that's probably how like that's not, when refugees feel when they come to this country and they you, don't know when much. You're around, you know? When you're around your people, you know, it's just natural for them to, you know. Yeah, they no, were, it's 100%. They were, they're just being natural or whatever, but then, yeah. I don't know, I found in those situations, if you're like, I don't speak much French, man. Like, yeah. you guys could, like, talk in English or something, yeah. or at least give it a shot. Yeah. I, but the, I don't think they, they didn't mean no harm of it. it just, they were just being themselves around yeah, yeah. Around, around around themselves, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. But it, it definitely was uncomfortable. Oh, no, I know. But then <laughs> yeah. I also had times where, you know, there were, you know... Yeah. Times where people got heated and stuff and then started yelling at you in a different language and stuff. That's yeah. not fun either because you have no clue what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. French Canadians can be uh, intense, man. Very passionate. Super passionate. Yeah. About cooking. That would be a cool place to go and learn. Montreal. In the yeah, that'd be all right. But it's half, half English, half French, right? Yeah, you could survive there in, in Montreal because... Well, I, think that, most, I literally most, think their population is like half and most, half. Most people speak both. Yeah. Yeah. I think at work you have to speak French or something though, right? Oh really? I think they have like these weird rules in Quebec now where you have to speak French maybe, in certain, maybe. certain circumstances and stuff. Yeah, maybe when you go further out from the city, maybe you yeah. know, like into. I don't know. Yeah, probably. All everyone speaks French in the country. Yeah. Yeah, I want to move out to the country. The country. The country. You should go to yeah. the. Well, that's affordable. To... That's right. I don't know. You don't need much in life or whatever. Nowadays, you can start a business up or whatever and be remote and. Yeah, did you ever... Well, you're from Ontario. Yeah. Have you ever lived in the country, in B.C.? In B.C.? Just the island. You've been an islander, kind of. That's kind of country. I don't know. Port Alberni, I guess, is pretty country. But where, yeah. where in Ontario are you from, exactly? Kitchener, Waterloo. Oh, okay, yeah. Kitchener. Waterloo's dope, man. I, I've been to Waterloo. Yeah, it's yeah. chilled. Yeah. Fills and stuff. Yeah, I, I, went, yeah. I went to the the market. That yeah, was, that was a St. Jacob's Farmer's Market. Yeah, it's yeah. the best place on earth. I, you remember I grew those, up or whatever there, and then when I came out everywhere out west and stuff, I've been looking for like a market just like it. Yeah, that's a dope. Have one here. You remember those? You don't like, have one anywhere. I didn't realize this. I thought remember, this was like a natural thing. Those, like everyone had one in their town. Yeah, yeah. Remember those circle glasses that I had? Yeah. That was at the Waterloo Market, man. <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, man. You can get almost anything there. There was like so many people making things and a lot of like same thing, like preserves, but like really high end oh, ones. Oh yeah, well, good. Yeah. Is do- it's, it's dope, man. It's not too small, not too big. Yeah, it's perfect yeah. size. And I, I don't know what I liked about there was growing up. It was all industry, so a lot of factories, blue collared workers and stuff. Yeah. And then over time, like all those places picked up and left. But then, like, you know, still left with the city of, like, all these hundreds of thousands of people that have good work ethic and really loyal because they've been with companies for 30, 40, 50 years and stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, Google and Facebook came in and just took over and transformed the whole city into, like, essentially the Silicon Valley of the north. Yeah. You think here? No, Kitchener-Waterloo. Oh, change. That's where, like, Facebook's headquarters are. Google's uh, headquarters are there. Really? Uh, research in motion started there, so like blackberries and stuff, right? Wow. Like Jim Ball stuff. Yeah. 
Oh, no way. You, you... And then, like, they have, like, the... They have, like, a lot of theoretical science or whatever going on. And, like, a lot of the science programs at Waterloo and Wilfrid Laurier and stuff are, like, really, really good. Do you go back there sometime, or...? Uh, sometime. I don't know. It's a city. I don't know. I like being in nature. Yeah. It's cheaper to go for a walk in the woods than to go to therapy. True. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria's, uh, nat- natural enough. Well, it's the enough surroundings close enough. Yeah. Uh, not going down to Dallas Road, you don't feel like you're in the middle of the city anymore, and you're right there. Through that, yeah, just being by some about being by the ocean is uh, calming. It is, really but I think it's it. your vibrations, right? It's like a. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson or whatever put it that way was like, you know, you're reconnecting with something that's bigger, so it's yeah. all in the same vibration. You're coming into that perfect symbiotic process or whatever. Then instead of you being in a big city all the time with chaos happening everywhere and everyone's on a different vibration so it feels like you know anxiety all the time yeah being by the ocean is humbling because it's just like or in, or in a big forest or something you know or something mountain, that's like know? bigger than you are mountains is just yeah mountain. exactly mm-hmm. do you know that if you live in the mountains technically you live a longer life because you're at the you're further out on the earth's orbit that you're actually traveling faster and the faster that time goes the slower it goes for you but faster it goes for everybody else so if you have you were born with a twin and your twin lived by the ocean and you lived up in the up on the mountain, really? Bamf, then sixty five years would go by and the person in the mountains would look way younger than the person that lived by the ocean. Are you serious? Maybe that's why it looks so good still. It'd still be sixty five. Yeah, we've been aging quick down here, buddy. We gotta get up to the mountain. Yo, you know, we're doing this wrong. It's the altitude, eh? Yeah, man, we could be like a half and half thing, you know, because I like being by the ocean and not having snow. Yeah. Maybe in the winter, I'll be like by the ocean. In the summertime, go live in the mountains. Yeah, but I think it can make up a difference after a lifetime. Certain altitudes. But it also could be the lifestyle as well. Like, you're in a bigger part of nature or whatever as well. This probably has a lot to do with it. Like, it takes away a lot of stress. So a lot of your blood pressure goes down, a lot of your ailments go away and stuff. Your body's not fighting itself anymore. Yeah. Helps even out or whatever, like your pH level and stuff, so your gut's probably healthier. Yeah. I don't know. Stress is a big killer, right? It's way bigger than anything else. It's true that. Salt is a big killer. Yeah. Salt's <laughs> huge. Salt's huge. Right? Salt creates stress. Yeah. <laughs> a little tiny thing there, man. Little grains. Yeah, it's true. It's a murderer, uh, man. But mind you, whatever, you see people who are like lawyers who work out every day or whatever, you know, but because they're in a high-pressure, high-stress environment all the time, still have like heart attacks at 45 and 50. Oh, they're just not, not taking time for themselves, you know? They think they are by like working out one hour a day, but... That corporate know? lifestyle is yeah. so strange. Yeah, well, it just seems like, yeah, you're getting one thing out of it, money, but then in the end, like, you have so much stress on your body and everything else yo, that you come out of it with... More problems than when you went in with your your, yeah. me- your mental health is just as important as huge, physical huge. man. You gotta you, you, yeah, you, take you, time you, for yourself. Yeah, your brain need to yeah. you know. That's what I always say. Like, take time off work. Don't work your whole life. Damn. Yeah. yeah. You know, like take time. That's what I did for my twenties. Everyone went off to go to college, go get their high end job or whatever, and uh, yeah. save up to buy a house that they still owe half their life away or whatever on, and mm-hmm. all the taxes they get to pay with it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or you can just no, don't worry. And, uh, don't worry don't about worry a thing. Yeah, that's what it's Bob true. Marley said. He's like, "Don't worry <laughs> about a thing." <laughs> I mean, he said a lot. Smart guy. Bless. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, the stresses of the corporate lifestyle is not what the human body and mind is designed to do. No, but things like helping people. You have a job where you have a thing that you do that you help people consistently. 
Yeah, I think that helps you more than it helps them or whatever most of the time because then you feel good about yourself for helping them. So it reduces like your stress, your anxiety or whatever about yourself because that's usually what it is, a lot of journalization, right? Yeah. So I think if you start with grouse roots for a lot of people with that kind of thing and build it from there, uh-huh. you're going to be successful no matter what because you're going to enjoy what you're doing. You're going you're gonna to feel good about yourself. You're actually going to be helping people. Yeah, I think that uh... – oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, I think that doing – stuff on a personal level is important that's why social media has got such a big um it, uh big part of being stressed it's true social media you, yeah it's a lot of internalized stuff but then also if you think about it if it's all done off an algorithm by the likes or whatever that you have over a month period and stuff you can create that algorithm to work in your favor then you go to the positive websites and positive pages and people yeah, putting yeah. out positive That's messages true. and keep clicking on those things and eventually your whole feed is just positive then. It's true. At one point I deleted all those goofy meme accounts and stupid videos and stuff and then I just followed like cool shit like nature and... Yeah, I got, I got, yeah me too. Me too. Things that calm me down. I think if people use the algorithm to their favor or whatever, it could be like a helpful tool or whatever opposed to a hindrance, you know? Yeah, it depends. You gotta outsmart the people trying to outsmart you. <laughs> Absolutely. And people who like are just digging deeper for that unnecessary information. Well, it's not that it's unnecessary. They're trying to prove that they're right because probably in some point in their life, they're always told that they're wrong. So that's their one time or whatever that they think they can control something or whatever as well, you know? So you always got to dig deeper and get more information and up top somebody and... I see, I see. Yeah, that's an instinctual thing as well. But I think, yeah, take a, take, get rid of your phone for a while and go live out in nature. You'll come back... True, three, three days. Three days in nature whatever, is all you need to like reset your chair system. Uh, 72 hours. Is that right? Yeah. After 72 hours of no phone and no alarm clock and stuff, your body will start waking up with the sun again. That's, that's good advice, I think, yeah. Just, uh... Go out, kill camping for three days, and then come back, and you'll be at a different yeah. dimension. A week or whatever, and like you'll see your blood pressure drop probably and stuff. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Have you been in the wilderness recently? A lot. You still got like your Jeep? once a month. Your yeah, yeah. Jeep? yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Thanks, sweet. Jeep slash tent. It's the best thing about it. Put the back seat down and like put a sleeping bag there. Like, sweet camp set up. <laughs> Open up cooler and go. <laughs> oh, it's nice. awesome. Take the camp on the road. Yo, go up the Jordan River. It's perfect. You just pull out back in there. Oh, yeah. Open up the back of the Jeep. <laughs> facing the ocean, right on the ocean. Yeah, yeah. No big hotel. 15 bucks a night. <laughs> yeah, I want to go camping in Tofino soon, I think. Tofino's nice. Yeah. You Stop living on the island, though, because you're limited to the places you can go. Somewhat. On a budget. On a budget. When you a lot think- of places you can go. You can go to any truck stop. You're allowed to go and nap. Um, yeah, but in on the island, that is. I mean... There are a lot of Any pull-offs, you're allowed to go and nap. That's the whole point of having a pull-off or whatever oh, is for people who are tired and stuff, right? They can't give you shit or whatever for stopping and taking a break there or whatever and napping. Completely free. And then you can go on and go do whatever you want for the rest of the day. To so have an RV and just travel the country doing that? Would Even be a van. Yeah. Schooly. Something like that. Something small. That'd be such a sick thing to do in the summer. Just get a van and just literally drive all summer. Yeah, yeah. And just stop at different towns and... You can find little things to do, you know? Yeah. Get little little part-time works and stuff. That'd be dope. Berry man. picking here, fruit yeah. picking here. Fruit picking. Yeah. Well, now you guess you can do bud picking legally. Right now. Yeah, you're allowed to say that now. <laughs> oh, really? Bud picking, yeah. Pick some bud here, pick some bud there. Yeah, There's no. that daffodil farm in Saanich that they're hiring pickers. We should go pick daffodils for an afternoon and see how much money we can make. 
Yeah, I think you have to do it for more than an afternoon to make some good money. Yeah, I think, I think it's one of those things that like, you need to, you need to be, you know, like really good muscle memory with it. You need to pick oh, to ten thousand daffodils before it gets it gets good for you. It's What's some that? farm in Santa. Yeah, no, no daffodils. What's a daffodil that? like oh. those. Uh, I guess like a quintessential flower. It's got like a cup on it, but then like petals the whole way around. Look it up. Pull it up. Daffodil. Oh, daffodil farming sandwich will sign us all up. Because like anybody can do it, and they get paid by however many you pick. Yeah, I think it's like fifteen cents a daffodil. How do you spell well, that? That's good. Ten cents. Get out of here. It's Something like, like that. a fifteen no. cents a bundle. Maybe it's fifteen cents a bundle or twenty cents a bundle. Probably. But they're all in rows. Like I guess if you got good at it, I'm usually pretty good from like in the kitchen. With hand uh, hand eye coordination oh, yeah, like that, you know? That. Yeah. We smash it. Uh, be like doing up the like tortellinis or something after a while, you know? You just get you just get into a groove. They say that if you really hustle you can make over two hundred bucks a day. Average person makes hundred and fifteen. Oh. I have friends who do uh tree planting. They make like, you know, anywhere between like six and thousand six hundred and a thousand dollars a day. Yeah, tree planting is one of those crazy crazy jobs. But you can only do it at a certain part of the summer, right? You can't do it throughout the whole summer. You're way out in the wilderness. Yeah. That's cool job. It is cool. There's easier ways to make money. Yeah. Suppose there's them there. You got it. Sandwich. Let's do it for an afternoon, man. That'd be so funny. We just joke around. We'll get some beers. Like, I made 60 bucks. All right. Some gas gas money. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it before we're going to go down to like the night market one night. These people in the streets like asking for money. Why don't they go pick some daffodils? Because they don't, they don't want, they don't want money or whatever to go get a job. They want money or whatever so they don't have to have a job. That is their job. Yeah, but like they could pick and make way more money than their. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Our place gives out freaking like razors and soap and everything as well. Wow. Your place. Uh, uh, downtown for the homeless people, right? Oh, is that what they do a lot of people things like that. I think they give out like socks and stuff and. You know, if you want it, I think they have, like, clothes bins, and, like, you can get clean clothes. Like, if they really wanted to go get a job or whatever, like, the opportunity or whatever is definitely there. You just got to get up in the morning and want to get a job, though. The energy you take to walk around and ask people for money, man, you could be asking for a job. 100%, you know? 100%. Or, but then I think that some of their, they might have, like, mental things going on, so, like, they're already down and out, you know? So it takes a lot for someone to get enough confidence if you want to be in front of someone again. That's true. That's a good point. Because if you don't think highly of yourself, how are you going to think that someone else is going to want to hire you then? That's a good point. But a lot of those guys, I feel they're up there. They're mentally stable. Some. You know, like you can have a conversation. They can come here and do a podcast with us. Yeah. What was man. his name? They ever did like the the tapes or whatever Bundy tapes. <laughs> I don't know. The Bundy tapes. Yeah. The what's or his Bob name? Biden? Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. He was a mad. He was a murderer, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. but he but he held his own whatever in a conversation with intellectuals and stuff. <laughs> that was it. Sure I'm that. just I'm yeah. just throwing yeah. that yeah. out there. Just because you can hold your own in a conversation doesn't mean you're like all mentally there. Robin that's, Williams. That's, that's true. That's he could hold his own conversation. That's no one true. even knew he was hurting. That's no true. Doubt. And he freaking you know. Absolutely. He went yeah. down that route. Yeah, the person's like the silent killer, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you never know what a person. Well, people who've never been dealing with it forever, they always find a way to. Yeah. To make sure that no one knows what's going on. Oh yeah, for real, man. The invisibility cloak's fucking huge. You know, Not enough exercise, man. Those people be sitting. You never know like, what a person's batteries. Are like, sometimes, but like sometimes it's just like you know, it's just the way they think in their head or whatever. But yeah. they know what people want to hear to get them off their back about yeah, talking about them and yeah. depression or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. 
That's totally true. We gotta finish all the drinks on the table. Jesus, that's too many. <laughs> <laughs> that seems that seems daunting. You have one. <laughs> <laughs> it goes down easy. Original goes down easy, man. That's so funny. You've had like four bubblies. I've had a and a Heineken Zero. That's nothing. <laughs> That's nothing. And I had a coffee earlier. Yeah, man. Half a What's your record? I don't know. I've had like six or something certain episodes. We've had a pretty long episode. I think I had like five or six. That's insane. Yeah. Maybe seven. It's Doesn't a good matter. length. What was that? Like two and a half long. hours? No, longest podcast is like maybe two hours, just under. Yeah. 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 Keep it short and sweet, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. You listen podcast. to podcasts? No. No. You talk to bums. No. <laughs> <laughs> you start your own podcast where you go talk to bums. Have you legit? You hear about the universe and stuff? So what up? So those guys think outside the box, you know? Like Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people throughout history thought outside the box and people thought they were batshit crazy. Do you remember uh, the bum hunter? He was like the crocodile hunter, but he would track down the homeless people? No. no. Bum hunter? Well, he was like, he would dressed up. <laughs> 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 no. Are you sure? Like, this wasn't a channel for something else. He dressed up like Steve Irwin. <laughs> and he'd go into, like, urban places. And, like, in the middle of the night when they're sleeping, he'd be like, all right, we're going to sneak up on this guy. And then and he's like oh, a homeless man yes, sleeping I, bag. Oh, yeah. He, like, I think jumps on him. He's like, we're going. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, and they pin him down. He's like, "Well, right, this one's a lively buck. Probably on <laughs> lively buck." <laughs> and then he like brings out a tape measure. They're measuring him. Like four foot nine. He's like, "Oh, this is a big one." And he goes, "Oh my man!" They like tie him up. And he's like, "They're like fucking look at that." And they just got the camera's face like beautiful, ridiculous. <laughs> and then that guy got in a lot of trouble. I I think I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's Some so people funny. really don't find it funny, but it kind of is. Now that it's old. <laughs> Look at this one. <laughs> it's not gonna be acceptable now. Yo, that guy was a legend, man. The the original crocodile. Yeah. Steve Irwin, man, he's dope, man. Oh, he's the best. He went out. He went out the way he lived, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're eventually gonna get hurt or never doing that, well, though, he, right? Actually, he didn't go out exactly. He he probably should have been. Take it out by a crocodile or something. Yes. But, you know, yeah, but, imagine that. But well, those still, are the things but, that he knew the most about, though. That's yeah, true. He, would, yeah. he, he could wrestle anything. Yeah, yeah, he knows exactly what their weaknesses are. He knows that you have to be behind a crocodile because it can only yeah. go so far to the side, right? Yeah. And he never got his arm in the way of its mouth. No. That yeah. guy was like... He was a, smart. He was a superhero. But then when you really? like, rub him on the top of the head like any animal, it calms him down so they chill the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, what size yeah. are you, large or medium? Medium. Okay, hang on. Nice. Yeah, he's like the dog whisperer of crocodiles. Yeah, something like that. I think all animals are never like you know they can be talked to on an intellectual level. Yeah. All they look for is trust, right? As long as they know you aren't gonna hurt them, they're dogs are smart. It's like all animals are, I think. Yeah, they got that extra sense. Yeah, they know when someone's good or whatever, right? Yeah. When you got like different intentions or whatever, that's when you think something different. Even humans, man, like you could pick up. Yeah. Like from having a conversation, like within a couple minutes, you could kind of sense. Yeah. You know, it's just that was the one positive thing about hospitality that it gave me like a lot. Yeah. Other than the cooking. Yeah. Being able to, within five minutes, be able to see what someone's all about. Mm-hmm. You met a lot of whack wackos, or 
Yeah, we met a lot of cool people too. <laughs> met a lot of successful people. Yeah. You worked at Oak Bay Beach Hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said all those people are normal? <laughs> we, some, some interesting people, man, yeah. working in. Uh, Interesting's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> well, we try to be polite. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you don't work there right now? Yeah. No, I still work there, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah you yeah. shouldn't say anything about that, man. Well, they probably know it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> No, I yeah. found that some people are whatever, like I said before, they don't see that you're there or whatever, so they, they get to be their true selves. Yeah. So you get to kind of see like how people really are or whatever, and then how they are to other people. So you see that fake side, and then the real side or whatever, all in one shot, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fake, just because someone has manners and says please and thank you doesn't mean they're a good person. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean their yeah. intentions are never morally right or nah, or nah. pure, you know, or they're actually it's, looking out for other people instead of just number one. It's just their job. They have to. They're getting paid to be polite to you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not really how they are. When oh, no, I mean, like, I mean, like, guests coming in to talk to people working at a hotel and stuff. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Where I've had, I've dealt with some nice people, some interesting folks. But they're not really. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can see that they're fake. Oh, I could I could see a not, fake. I could see a fake man like. You can you can see people who've made money as well and people who've inherited money. Oh yeah. People who made a company and people who've like you know just been gave, given the reins of a company. You yeah. can see all of that or whatever, just how someone acts and how they treat other people and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. Might be some uh, exceptions, but yeah. Yeah. It's good when you see a rich person that's uh, rich um, from their parents, but they're also like down to earth. Yeah. Like Macaulay Culkin <clears throat> from uh, Home Alone. Apparently, he's a pretty chill guy, and he's just like the rich. He's just a man of leisure. Yeah, now he is. I think yeah. We went through a lot of drug problems, he whatever, was, didn't oh, we? Really? Have you seen Aaron Carter? No. Remember Aaron Carter? I remember, from, I remember like, him. Yeah. Like, I remember him, but I haven't seen him. Uh, guy. Yeah. yeah, he's messed up now, man. He's got like face tats and he's all really? Oh, oh yeah. man. And all the little, he was like the Justin Bieber. He never got as famous as Justin Bieber. Nah, he was never as big. The only reason why I know Aaron Carter is because of Lizzie McGuire. Oh, yeah, Lizzie McGuire. That's true. That's true. I remember Aaron Carter because of his brother. Yeah, oh, yeah, Nick Carter. Yeah. 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 What, 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 he was on the Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys, yeah. Um, have you seen Justin Bieber now? Apparently, he's got Lyme disease. <clears throat> Well, that's what, he's, that? that's, that's what he's saying. Oh, really? Well, that's not, it's not people, uncommon, though. People are saying... Nowadays oh. or whatever, though, with a tick, that's all it takes to get Lyme disease. But people are saying... Yeah. It's... I've had buddies with Lyme disease. It's fucking serious. Like, you can almost, like... Your kidneys or whatever can almost fail, and your liver people, can almost People fail. are saying that he's on drugs because that's why... Because apparently he looked a certain way, and people are starting saying he, he's on drugs. And <laughs> well, then, he probably was on drugs. Because he said he was on drugs for a while or whatever. He got depressed. Yeah. Like, his whole family or whatever, his parents had him when they were teenagers, right? Yeah. And then they split up super early and stuff, so he was going through all that crap while he was getting searched out or whatever by Usher and stuff when he was, like, 9, 10, 11, 12 or whatever on YouTube. Yeah. Like, he was one of, like, the big YouTube stories or whatever for when it first came out. Oh, yeah. He's, like that's he's, how he got recognized, right? Oh, he's, he's super talented. He started that. <laughs> I think Soldier Boy. Remember Soldier Boy? Yeah. He he, he was a big internet hit, too. Like, like big, off, off uh, of YouTube? YouTube? Off of YouTube? Yeah, yeah. He had the dance. Yeah. yeah. He, like that. I remember, like, he, he blew up off of YouTube, man. No, it's true. Like, he was never... I think a lot of those guys did. He was never, like... He's not, he's not talented. Like I mean, he's all right. We come up with a it's dance, catchy. you know what I mean? It's, yeah. catchy. it's catchy enough. But it's not like Justin Bieber where he can like play instruments and sing. Yeah. And, like you know what I mean? But everyone doesn't have to be like that to be popular or whatever with music, you know? No, no. Is a, to be <clears throat> it's true. Yeah. Justin Bieber is truly talented. I think singer, maybe. I mean, he's, he used to be. He still he is, man. He, he's talented. 
He's Canadian. You guys should give him love, man. You know who's really talented is Post Malone. He's actually like really good singer and guitar player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you hear him <laughs> sing and play acoustic, it's just like, ah, oh, guys, he's good. You remember Kid Rock? Yeah. Yeah, he could do everything. Oh, oh yeah? yeah. DJ, drums, bass, guitar, piano, Kid Rock, sing. Yeah. Was he the one married to Pamela Anderson? I think at one point. Pamela Anderson was married to a lot of people. <laughs> Do you hear about her most recent marriage? Yeah, what was it? Twelve days? Yeah, what? Twelve days. Was that recently? Yeah, yeah. Really? She, got, she got enough money to pay off her debts, and who did, she's gone she again. <laughs> she's off to <laughs> <laughs> That's just crazy. Wow. Who did she marry? The old island girl. <laughs> who did she marry? It was like some producer from the States. I forget who it was. Oh. Oh, it was a movie producer ever from the States. Nice. Yeah. Wow. I guess so. Yeah. He was choked. She's pretty... She's she, he yeah. thought he thought he was marrying her for like good or whatever, and like <laughs> took twelve days before she wanted a divorce. <laughs> uh, uh, do you guys know that um the was Prince Harry and Meghan is in like apparently yeah. they're on the island. They're moving to Saanich. Yeah, and one of the reasons I think they're here. One of the they yeah. they they came to the hotel like really probably like last week or something. Apparently, like that. yeah, yeah, like because he married her and she was kind of like Latino or whatever. That he got uh, like super shunned from the family, so that's why he's like, I'm no, up. it's just it's just the way it is with, you know what I mean? Like the I think it's the the he gave up all his responsibilities in the royal family though. Well, he like, did that now because he wanted to step back. Because look what the media and everything did to his mom, who is still a good person. What did his like, mom do? Uh, well, she got tracked down by paparazzi or whatever underneath that one bridge in Paris, right? Uh-huh. And then died with like. Uh, what, an accident, yeah. There was a that car was accident. A car accident? Yeah. yeah, it was a car accident. Happened. People were like trying to like follow her on scooters and stuff and created a car accident. Princess Diana? Yeah. She... So it was like because of the paparazzi that she died. That's Prince Harry's mom? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Sure? Really? That's, no, why, that's why he wanted to get out because he wanted a normal life for his kids. Because so, remember like throughout all that, the media is always all around him asking him questions even at a young age or like what do you think about your mom what do you think about your mom and it's just like your mom just died like you're 12 years old that was a long time ago too right 97 was it yeah it was 97 he's probably like 30 something years old who prince harry he's like he's my age i think he was like 85 or 86 Something like that. I think he's yeah. in his early thirties. Diana, Princess Diana. Oh, yeah. Princess, Princess of Wales. Yeah, Prince of, Princess of Wales. How old was she when she died? She was like early thirties. Oh yeah. She apparently was like party with. She was partying with Elton John and all those. Big she was big friends big. with Elton John. Yeah, they used to party, she was, party together. Dude. Well, yeah. She was kind of rebellious. That's why she. Well, was she wasn't so rebellious. Crazy. She didn't want to be told what to do. Yeah. She, was, she doesn't uh, want to like fall in the line or whatever, which is like what a lot of kids don't want to do, kind of like the Extinction Rebellion now, you right? Oh. Yeah, she started it all because she was so influential. People loved her for that. Yeah, and they just want to do things or whatever that are good for, for other people, right? Like he just wants to do stuff for his foundations and Megan just wants to do things to help out their family and they want to have, have like a calmer life, right? Do you think that her dying was a conspiracy or was this an accident? Who knows? I don't know. They could be both ways they could go with that. Who knows? Some people say it's a conspiracy because she was such a influential person. Like Tupac, he had to go. Yeah, could be it. Too big of a deal. Could be it. Comparing Tupac to Princess Diana, not too far. He's a legend, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a thing, though, right? Like, you do that, but then that of someone dying like that actually inspires someone else, right? So now they're a martyr. Um, so that one person's gone, but the people or whatever that were inspired by Tupac and Princess Diana or whatever still live on, right? He's a martyr. A martyr for hip-hop. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. People like them, they never die, though. No. 
They always live. They live on. Well, right they here. die for something like that or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah. they're a martyr for their cause. Then. Yeah. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, like all those people. Hey, they Mal- Mahatma Gandhi or whatever, right? Man, like, Mal- Malcolm X. His birthday is. One day before mine, I, That's I, just, crazy. I just found it out the other day. I thought it was I'm essentially Malcolm Also, Biggie Smalls, too. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's pretty dope. I, they should have been born on the same day, but I still have to throw that out. Yeah, you can't throw too much greatness <laughs> into one day. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could have just said that. Like, damn it, we were born on the same day, but, you know, it's a legend. <laughs> Yeah, man. So yeah, they're they're here in Victoria, man. That's pretty dope. Um, well, it's the one that place they, I think that they could go, and there's not going to be so much media that's going to like scour them out, right? Mm-hmm. People get privacy here. That's why the people are on the island. Yeah, they're they'll be chilling, man. Yeah, playing on land. But that low. that guy, he can't live a regular life, no matter what. Uh, I think he's trying his best. Yeah, he's a rich person or whatever, but I think if you lay low for a long enough time or whatever, oh, you yeah. become out of the the spotlight or whatever, right? Yeah, sure, they'll get up paparazzi photo here or there you know yeah of them going on to seaplanes and stuff but but he he can't he can't just go anywhere he, he well that's not true he has to have security yeah, yeah around sydney and no problem no one yeah, yeah he, but he has to have like security like ah, you have to have security or yeah. whatever but that's like anyone like bill gates has more power than he does and bill gates just wanders around seattle like it's no nobody's business he's just right. whatever he wants oh wow. right. i didn't know that yeah <laughs> <laughs> But he's kind of—he's not gonna do anything, except for change the world. A lot yeah, of people he's probably don't. Like he's trying to—he's trying to create like compostable toilets for everywhere in Africa he's, that are gonna produce wanna, like oh, clean no. drinking water. You think, and you stuff. think if you see, you so see, it's like sanitary problems for all those places with disease, right? Like he's doing a lot of things. You think if yeah. you seen Bill Gates, you would recognize him? Yeah, well, I definitely would. You think so? You think oh, so? he's wearing a sweater and a freaking like, no, like his if, flannel shirt like and everything. His glasses. Like, like if he's—he's he's got his Skechers on all the time and his blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen The Simpsons. I don't know if I would recognize him. Like, <laughs> yeah, like up. you definitely would recognize him. I would I have to be. I would. I would have to be looking for him to like. Yeah, he <laughs> he's this pretty normal, average-looking dude. That's what I'm saying, man. He, and he doesn't like. He doesn't look like he's a billionaire. Like when you see him like that, you know. What do you mean? He's exactly like a billionaire. Like have you ever seen Warren Buffett? <laughs> well, I'm just what I'm. What Warren I'm, Buffett is like one of the most influential people on like the stock exchange and stuff. Actually, you know what? You know what? I might recognize him. I might, re- but like if You're I, pretty standout guy. Like I've seen pictures of him forever. I would not him. But you would have to. I would. You would have to be looking to like if you were like I right, see so you going to grocery store. I think I've seen enough pictures of him that I would recognize him. But I hear what you're saying. You know like, what I mean? If, if he's yeah. he's not a sports star, he's yeah. not on TV like 24 seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he does look like he has an average look to him for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's got the same glasses in every picture. He's still alive, right? Yeah, he's still alive. He should run for president. Imagine Bill Gates for president. No, he, he knows that's not the way he's going to change anything because it's yeah. all just one revolving door of bullshit. So he's trying to do it with his money or whatever, his own foundation, so he doesn't have to answer to anybody. Yo, so might. if you don't have to answer to anybody, you can just go out and freaking make toilets for Africa then, right? Yeah. Yeah, amen. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of getting the government to back it and, like, all this other shit, like, do the right thing, like, he's not in for that. He's in it to actually change the world instead of just, like, bullshit that he wants to change the world. And then make make it easier for his buddies who own businesses. Yo, he's he's still one of the richest people in the world right He'll now. He'll always be one of the richest people he, in the world. He has like 120 billion or something. He's 106.7 billion. There you go. He's number. Jeff Bezos he's, just freaking donated. What is it? 10 billion dollars. Oh, uh, did he? Yeah. Man, he's at 100. To fight climate change. 
Oh, and wow. It was pretty funny because everyone like laughed at him for how much he donated for the wildfires in Australia. Like, oh, you only donated 150 million or something, or five million. And it's just like well, that's more than you donated, bud. Yeah. But you know, because they're going by like how much money he owns, and that's like you donating five dollars or ten dollars. Like, who cares? That's his money. He can do whatever he wants with it. Yeah. Man. But then I think to, I think he had this coming for a long time. Like he really wants to help with climate change and do things. And I think. Ten billion dollars is actually gonna do some damage. You're like, yeah, you don't hear about him doing anything though. He could have done so much by now in his life to help. What do you mean? He's got to a point where he's the most influential person in the world. He's essentially like Mark Zuckerberg, where he's untouchable. What about Elon Musk? He can. He's pretty influential or whatever as well. But a lot of people don't want to work for Elon Musk because he's a wild card. At least Jeff Bezos is a normal business person or whatever who you know has a clear path, whereas. Elon Musk pretty pretty wild card or whatever with what he does. Yeah, but he's done so much more in his life than Bill Gates. For Has that he? Kind of, well, 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 for that kind of. What's life. he done? Well, he's trying to change the world more because Bill Gates here. Well, no, he's not. He made those computers, I guess. So. Microsoft. He bring everybody together. He already changed the world. He already he did it once already. Yeah, you're right. He already did it. That's he right. did it. Like, I think that's the thing, right? Like the people who are most influential in the world, you don't look at them that way because their things have integrated so much into your life that you don't even think about it. But it's. Yeah. Everything you use is from Windows and shit. That's true. <laughs> what would Elon Musk do? PayPal? Napster? That's true. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's doing it. <laughs> Good job, bud. building the space force. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. That, that wasn't like, you know, all those all those black lady mathematicians from the 60s, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That movie was actually crazy when I seen that. I was like, these people were doing this shit by hand? <laughs> like, are you on glue? Who took over Apple? Like, who's that guy now? I don't know. We must be rich. Because Apple or whatever was pretty pretty influential or whatever at the time as well, right? Yeah. I like their products or whatever. I have Apple. I like all my Stephen and Paul Jobs. Yeah. Who the fuck is that? What's that? <laughs> must be a family member. Stephen Paul Jobs. Oh, yeah, it's got to be a family member yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's his brother or something. Must be. Could have been, could have taken over from like a foundation or something or, you know, it could have like all this stuff could have been willed to him as his brother. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody got an Apple product these days in their pocket. Oh, here they do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. They're a smart company. Yeah. Don't get wrong. Elon Musk is smart. I just think, I don't know. I think Bill Gates is actually trying to change the world for the better and, like, thinking about... He's, he's looking at systems and how can we change the system to make it better instead of just bandaging everything up a little bit here, a little bit there. Oh, everyone's got uh, meningitis, so let's send out... Uh, things for meningitis. He's like, no, let's go back and see why an outbreak of meningitis happened, and let's take it to a factor or whatever and sanitation. He's, so uh, everyone needs clean toilets and he's clean bu- water. He's building his own like city. Yeah, that's fucking unbelievable, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but what are you gonna have to leave? Bill Gates, man. Where? You heard about that, right? No. Look, look it up. Look it up. He's yeah. building his own like. I might have heard about that. Like a little yeah, city yeah. or whatever. And <laughs> this guy, you know, but what are you gonna have to even? Think about that. What is he calling it? Gates Town? I don't know. Gates. The gate, the Gates and uh, Melinda Gates and Bill Gates Foundation or whatever is pretty big. I think that's pretty cool of him too. Like he recognized or whatever at a certain point in his life that he needed to step back and spend more time with his family. Yeah, so Belmont. You know what I mean? Before it was too late, before everything was gone. He's like, I've got all this money and, you know, I didn't get to spend much time with my wife. I still respect her and... Go live in the country, man. Wow, that's what yeah. he was doing, or whatever, yeah, I think. He's, he's, and he, like, lets his wife, like, take care of part of the... So it says, Belmont is a proposed planned city in the 
Phoenix metropolitan area of Arizona. Oh, that's smart because yeah. it's super cheap to get land in Phoenix, so it's something that's attainable. Where you, if you want to do like trials of like how a city should be built, that'd yeah. probably be the place to go. Yeah, I, I, if you buy a house in like Arizona for like you know seventy, eighty grand. Yeah, he's so he's, like, it's bu- not cheap, he's, he's built. It's not he's, he's, he's building a smart city. Like everything is like smart, just like your phone. You know, and well, there's enough. There's enough things out there, enough ideas that you could definitely work. A smart city, eh? Imagine that. That's that's money right there, boy. <laughs> you talking about changing the game? Boy. Yeah, I want to move into a house that's like seventy. Grand. But then also, or never think about that. If you want like a smart city or whatever, that means that everything knows what's gonna happen or before it happens and stuff. So then it takes everything out or whatever, right? So then your life is literally just. It's like the Truman Show all over again. There's no, what if this happens? What there's no what ifs anymore. It's all controlled. That would be like Big Brother, hey? Yeah. Bill Gates Why would you want that? Smart. I wouldn't want that. I, like I want interaction. I want more of that. Like, let's just tear down the computers. Like, screw that. I hate Alexa. Alexa screws up or whatever enough to freaking like. I don't even want it around. I don't need you to freaking be advertising with all my thoughts or whatever that I'm saying through a microphone. I'll put this in the freezer. That's pretty smart. Well, the humans are evolving, and they're, apparently some of them are being born with extra fingers so they can type faster, and like they're getting skinnier, longer arms, and you know they're just adapting to like be a computer. Some people say that humans are the, uh, you know, um, what is it? I forget how they would say it, but they're the organic part of the uh, artificial intelligence. And once the artificial intelligence is developed, we're gonna kill off its organic. It's crazy. It's organic. Yo, cheers. Oh, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> you got Lone Bros right, Zed. Cheers, Lone Bros. Fuck you, Bublé. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> love for the Bublé. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, those, those, those are my favorite commercials right now. I was like, how distressed he is all the time. Just fucking coming. I got so many more cans to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many more cans to scratch out. <laughs> He's one hell of a story, though. But who's that? Michael Bublé. Oh, Bublé. Oh, great guy. Yeah, now. Oh, yeah, what happened? Well, you know, mental, mental breakdown. Really? Getting found out that, like, you know, money wasn't everything. Oh. Yeah, I had, like, three failed marriages and stuff. Like, was super depressed. And they did Christmas songs for a while. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, was he just that? Like, I think he found out that, like, you know, he doesn't need to, like, do everything. He's, like, pretty talented the way he is. stick to Christmas music. Well, it was something that made him happy or whatever I think it was. I kind of a kickoff to it, but it was more about, like, him being more part of family and shit. Family time, right? Especially after, like, that thing that happened with his kid. Like, got leukemia, I think it was, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he met his wife now? Like, they didn't even speak the same language, but they, I don't know, they just had, like, connection and shit. So he learned how to speak Spanish so he could, like, talk to her. What'd you? He's essentially breaking Frank Sinatra for, like, 30. Yeah, true that. Falls in the same category. Yeah. I used to work with a guy who loved him. And he was just, ah! He's in the front row. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's a jam, it's a jam, whatever. We always made fun of him when Bublé came on the radio. That's <laughs> hilarious. There's worse people to love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now he just makes Christmas music, which is enjoyable for all of us. <laughs> for all of us. Deal with Christian, or sorry, uh, not Christmas, uh, Christmas music. Um... Is he even allowed to be called Christmas How music anymore? How old is that shit? That song's, that song's been around forever. Yeah. You just listen to him on repeat every year. Why do we do that? It's so annoying. Tradition. Christmas songs? Christmas is an interesting tradition. But, but also, or whatever, right? Like, it's... The same thing like food or whatever. 
certain smells invoke certain emotions or whatever and certain memories and then put you into a certain frame of mind to make you want to do something, right? Uh, okay. So I think if you start hearing Christmas music around at certain times, you start getting, yeah. oh, I got to buy Christmas presents. Oh, I got to do this. It keeps, it keeps the machine turning for the Christmas monster to keep going, right? The corporate clock ticking. Yeah. So you got to put out the Christmas music right after, like, November 11th now because that's the politically correct thing to do, not, Neil, not October 31st anymore. Neil, you got to enjoy Christmas. Christmas is uh you, like the last Christmas at least because you're like. Oh, uh, that's another thing about working in hospitality. Yeah. That's no fun. Is the so, the holidays off, right? Yes, the holidays with yeah. the family yeah, and all the whole that. Thing off. Yeah. I actually gave everybody like homemade gifts. So that's cool. Spend that's actually dope, man. Like yeah. that's the thought. In- yeah, last year I just went home or whatever and visited the family for Christmas. That was super fun. Did you? Yeah. Because KZ, the wise wizard, he always says. Nobody in my family celebrates Christmas, or like they celebrate, but they don't buy each other unnecessary plastic. Yeah. I buy I buy people like memories, so I buy them like tickets to a show. Yeah, you do that, don't you? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You always get something out of that, or never opposed to something that you're gonna throw in your closet after a couple of uses. You know? Yeah. It's very rare that you get someone a gift that they use on a daily basis, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good big gift because our best gift was a couple ski tickets to Mount Washington. I did get. Uh, What's it called? One of my friends, uh, a little Stanley coffee uh, coffee cup. Yeah, but it's different. It was a French press Stanley. So it was like Stanley or whatever. He called your coffee hot for 24 hours, but it has like a French press in it as well. Just make more and more. <laughs> it seemed like the genius gift for someone who's working on a construction site, right? Yeah, coffee on the site's fun. I haven't even drink coffee at work because that makes me piss so much. So I just been like kind of. Let's get diapers. Yeah. Seems more efficient. You're just doing this wrong. Get diapers. Yeah. Why are you stopping so much? How do you think these tech companies are made? They don't get up. They don't get up. They're bedpans. Yeah, you gotta get those snacks all around. Little microwave right here. Little fridge right here. Good to go. That and the Adderall. (laughs) Making making tech dreams happen. The Adderall helps. Adderall. Yeah. Microdosing. Yeah. Meth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a big thing in uh, Silicon Valley. It was like the meth problem, dude. It still is. Yeah, like, probably. In the corporate world, man. Well, eighteen hours a day, you got to keep going, right? And you got to be on the ball all the time. That's what the Nazis did in World War it's II. True, big time. It did not work out so well for them. It made them. Like, <laughs> it eventually made them crash and burn out, and they started getting sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> After four years of meth, the speed, <laughs> they started seeing the after effects of meth. Yeah. The speed they were doing, like eventually, um, it, well, it made them less um, like emotional, and they just were, were like ruthless. Oh man. It made them less uh, sensitive to shit like that. So then that's why they were so savage. But also they stay up for three days at a time. But would that travel. make you more savage? Because if you don't feel emotion or whatever, say you're like my good buddy and you die to me next to war or whatever, I'm going to be freaking enraged. Yeah, yeah. If you aren't enraged or whatever over your buddy getting killed or whatever, like how are you supposed to be more ruthless then? Yeah, it, it just... I don't, I don't know, without emotion or whatever, right? Like when you're trying to make the perfect person, kind of like Rocky... Was it Rocky 3? Yeah, Rocky 4, uh-huh. when he takes on the Russian. I haven't seen Rocky. No, no I haven't seen it. No, but anyways, <laughs> like the Russians made this perfect fighter, and he was all juiced up, and you know what I mean? Like the perfect Soviet Union Russian soldier in your boxer. Like, I feel like that's a movie that we should have seen. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rocky beat him. Obviously, it's Rocky. Did you hear about that new fight? Rocky only won, lost once, and that was in the beginning. Did you, did you guys see the movie Parasite? Parasite? No, I want to see it though. It's fucking dope, man. I heard it was really good. I've seen um, Ford and Ferrari. 
Uh, I haven't seen that. No? No. Cool story. Yeah. Super cool story. Ford and Ferrari. Yeah. Is that, in, the- is that in theaters? or? Yeah, Ford and uh, Shelby. Oh, Shelby shoot. I heard, I heard so about like, that. I heard about that. Somebody... From the 1960s or whatever. Like, yeah. It was a big part. Like, Somebody told me I should watch it that. Fucking, it's, it's really good. Really good, yeah. really good acting or whatever. Like, really believable. Oh, wow. Yeah. Another one, um, Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. With Tom Hanks, with, uh, Mr. Rogers. Tom Hanks, that's a perfect oh, movie. Really? <laughs> no, it was freaking, oh, it was good. Sounds good. Yeah. I haven't heard about that. Yeah. Mr. Rogers stories. Yeah, yeah you guys too young for Mr. Rogers? No, I remember watching him as a kid. Yeah, he was on for like 30 years he or something. He wasn't a creep or something, was he? Well, no, that's what everyone thought, but like, oh. he was just a really good person. Okay, all right. He just, they thought he was a creep? Well, I think a lot of people do, right? What about when someone acts a certain way or whatever, right? Then yeah. the media or whatever tries to portray something and the propaganda mill starts and... He doesn't get a chance to like spit out what he wants to say while everyone on the news is mm-hmm. talking crap for years yeah, or something. Yeah, kind of creepy with his sweaters and the kids, but I guess so. Nice what about Bill Cosby? Who do you think about him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I was not there for him. <laughs> All I remember is like the pudding and the popping and the beating and the bopping. Oh my God, goes that uh, Rudy, Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Freaking man. get down from there. I have memories of you and me. That's what I remember. That's pretty good. That's Ghost pretty good. Dad is fucking like that was an underrated movie. Uh, I thought that was a fucking super. I don't think it's gonna be on Netflix anytime soon. I can tell you that much. He was in a movie called Ghost Dad. Yo, you don't fucking remember what? Ghost Dad? No, look at oh, that. Oh man, Ghost Dad was killer. Oh, <laughs> it's legit. What about uh, Naked Gun? Like twenty two and a half. He wasn't he in that shit or whatever as well. Oh no, that was OJ Simpson who was in that. Oh man, we used to talk about OJ every night at work. Uh, OJ. You would do a lot about it. We were always talking Juicer. about Juicer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is an actual movie. Ghost Dad. He, he did go off see. and, like, you know, do some fucked up shit. So, like, uh, get the cover of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, a legit 80s movie, you know? There it is. Oh, Look yeah. how young he is. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, he's pretty pretty bad guy if that was actually the case or whatever of what he did. It's pretty sick that you have to do something like that or whatever, you know what I mean? Apparently he was a creepy dude. Like, he used to, when he would do shows, he would get the staff of the hotel or whatever to watch him eat dinner. And they'd, like, bring him curry, and then he'd, like, make them stand there and watch him eat it. But maybe, maybe also, or whatever, when you're in a situation like that where you're above everybody and everyone bows down to you all the time, you get these crazy ideas to make... Will will they do them? Will they not do them? Like this yeah. is entertainment to those people at that point just becomes part of their life because no one stands up to them or says anything to them, right? So they, yeah. the media and everyone all around them created this fucking monster then that yeah. was allowed to do whatever he wanted for so long, right? Yeah, everybody is. So it's like when you have no repercussions for your actions, like, yeah, like don't get me wrong, his actions were wrong, but should he be held accountable or should the people around him for not saying anything be held accountable as well? Like, because those people are never just as much to blame for all this shit happening as he is. But yeah, man, that, that it came out like so long after the fact. I like, agree, and that happens uh, so frequently now, or whatever. That it's like how dis, how dis, uh, what's it called? Disillusioned is the real truth, or whatever, to the matter. Yeah, yeah. Because like something can be stewing up in someone's head for so long that it's yeah. just made up, or whatever. After a while, right? Yeah, like why? They did something on CBC about that, where they actually bring people in that didn't do anything. Mm-hmm but then started asking him questions about crimes they committed with quotation marks 
that, you know, they started making up these crimes in their head. And then every time they interviewed them afterwards, these people started having memories over these crimes or whatever that they did or whatever that they totally forgot about and said that they blacked out about or they didn't remember. And yeah. we have footage of you doing these. So yeah. why don't you just admit it? And then they started making things up in their head. Like, your mind's a crazy thing. It's true. Yeah, After yeah. a while, like, the truth or whatever in your brain may not actually be the truth of what happened or whatever at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... F- I I don't know. I wasn't there, so I can't make a comment it's, either way. You know what I mean? It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, man. But because like I can't, I can't say like another person's life is better than anyone else's. You know, but I wasn't there. I didn't see any of this happen. All I'm listening to is TMZ and freaking people's yeah. things yelling and screaming online, right? Oh yeah, man. But so like, don't get me wrong. Like rapists are bad people, but again, like blaming people for things that they didn't commit or whatever, like that happens all the time as well. Oh yeah. And like you smear someone's name through the mud or whatever for so long, like they can't get their reputation back. What's that say when it actually wasn't true? Yeah. Yeah. People are going to still look at you for the, even if it wasn't true, people are going to still view you as that. Exactly. You're a criminal now, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like when we were saying about the thing in Portugal, when they decriminalize all the drugs, they didn't just do that. So all the stuff that they use for reinforcements for cops and the police, take care of all the petty crimes and putting people away in prison or whatever for a long time. They took all that, put into mental health then. And they got rid of the stigma so there was no more laws or whatever to make people go to prison and take away their rights. They helped them integrate back into society, gave them proper proper care and people actually listening to them then. And there was no more stigma. So when these people went back to apply for jobs, there wasn't no roadblocks. There wasn't no reason for them to go back into petty crime anymore or whatever, right? Yeah. So everything improved tenfold then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently Bill Cosby used to get the wait, the, ho- the ho- hotel staff to like tuck him into bed. That's weird. And they'd like, tuck him in, lock the door and all that. He was a he was a, he, you know, he was a stand-up comedian too, man. I didn't know. Like I've seen like old yeah, footage of him. Funny, I thought. Did you see his stand up? I've seen his stand up yeah. before. It wasn't it wasn't that good. You saw him live. Oh, my dad, yeah, I've seen him live. You saw him live? Yeah. Wow. You know who I saw live? I saw Kevin Hart live. Yeah, he's pretty good too. Like he was like he was good. Like I don't like Kevin Hart in movies like that, he's but okay. uh, but the stand up was pretty funny, man. I my Chappelle's stand up's pretty Chappelle, awesome. he's a legend. He's probably the greatest yeah. of all time. He's just smooth. He's the man. He's got uh, funny jokes, but then he's like he's talking, proper amount or whatever. He's actually, serious he's actually well. talking real shit and yeah. putting it into perspective. Yeah. That, like, you know? That's exactly it though, right? I would love to see him live. That would be a, like a bucket list. Yeah, he's he's super super cool cat live. Yeah. You seen Chappelle live too? Yeah. Oh, wow. You seen fucking Chappelle? Yeah. I've seen everybody. I've seen like everybody live. Kiss. What? Neil Diamond. Neil where'd you see where'd you Neil see Young. where'd you yeah. see Dave Dave Chappelle? Sure. Oh nice. Yeah. Damn, you a bastard, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I saw Kev Hart. Yeah. In I saw him in the Plastic Cup Boys. They had a, That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, comedy show, man. That's fucking dope. Comedy shows are fun. Yeah. Would you ever write a comedy bit, Matt, and, tr- and do it at the locals' night? Yeah, no, no. That's one night? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do it. We're all going to do it one day. New comedy bit? Yeah, we're all doing it. We're gonna do five a five-minute minutes, set. Five minutes, yeah. You, gotta, you write a five-minute set. Yadi's gonna write a five-minute set. I, 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 I write a five-minute. I feel like I could do a comedy, man. Like I think I might like, just watch comedy for a little bit. I think I could do it. You know. Yeah. You have to watch it. Like, I, I have a lot of opinions on things. Yeah. Some of them may seem crazy to people, but like everyone's just like, "Yo, this guy's crazy!" Like <laughs> <laughs> they're laughing or whatever. Like, please put your just take the sharp objects away. From comedy is one of the. <laughs> it's so hard to write. It's one of the hardest form of. Uh, what performance? No, that's not true. As long as, you, as long as you get the first three rows laughing, 
<laughs> I don't know, I man. Think, I think a lot of people nowadays are sheeple. So you will just follow those first three rows, like, oh, those guys are laughing, let's laugh. And then, like, the whole place starts erupting, right? Like, you just need to get a group. You need to get a group. You think so, yeah? Yeah, I think if you get a group of people laughing, it's, like, kind of one of those, your prod your environment things, so people are... You gotta come out... You gotta come out full blast with a punchline or something. Just drop your pants you know? or something. Get <laughs> that going. Yeah. And, then, and then just pick them up and just start from there. I think you'd be good at it. You get a lot of information mm-hmm. in your head. You got just tell it to the people yeah. abruptly. Abruptly. Feel in their face. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be good at it. Yeah, it'd be sick. Hey, but when that? No, what we need to do is like we need to get someone elected to like government or whatever, kind of like Trump did, but in Canada. You know, kind of go with like the, but instead of doing it the opposite way where he promised people things and it never happened, yeah, we'll do the opposite way. We'll like promise all these people things to get votes or whatever, and then just like yeah, yeah, screw you, corporations or whatever. You know, use yeah. the lobbyists and then go the opposite uh, way and bring it start helping the people. Get killed. Oh, it's all good. By that time or never, we'll have automatic machine guns legal in Canada. It's all great. <laughs> we'll have our own protection, Neil. Don't worry. Who's that president that got shot while he was in that car? Roosevelt? JF Kennedy? Oh, JFK. Have you seen the video for that? Yeah. The slow motion. I always watched it the other day, and I was like, holy fuck, dude, that was brutal. Well, it's more brutal or whatever is the guy who shot him gets assassinated before he even goes to court or says anything. Yeah, that was a whole conspiracy. Well, it just seems kind of strange now that they have, like, kind of, well, I mean, a new rule. If you see a, a show about something, mm-hmm. or you see um, a commercial trying to tell you to do something, yeah. look a little deeper into that. Yeah, that will that Because I'm just saying, it sounds like propaganda is just being spread to you to get you to do something. I realized this or never a couple of years back when you're listening to all the pharmaceutical companies tell you the effects of their, or the side effects of their drugs. I'm like, if something happens with your drug and it happens directly to me, I think that's called an effect of the drug, not a side effect. That no kidding. If I lose my hair because of your drug, your, your drug... Effectively lost my hair. <laughs> it's not a side effect anymore. That's an effect. <laughs> They're looking at this all wrong, right? May cause internal bleeding. May cause this. May cause that. Those are effects. You'll have erectile function, though. <laughs> I what? My kidneys may fail, but my pee-pee's hard. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's hilarious. But it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. Have you ever uh, have you ever seen a mountain goat? <laughs> Lots. I tried I tried to attack one with a sledgehammer once in the Rockies. Don't do that ever. What That's the stupidest thing ever. What happened? Did it you attack tried to you? attack me then? You serious? Yeah, you know, like a four hundred pound fucking uh, mountain sheep. Yeah. Was it like a big horn sheep? Was it like the ones like that looks like they're on steroids or? No, yeah, like the sheep's horns. Like it had like oh, three man. curls. So like you know that thing was like at least like it was a it was a serious sized male and shit. Where was so it? I got out. I was half cut and freaking like a little high and freaking trying to pull out a sledgehammer out of the trunk. Thinking it's funny. Like oh get the video of this and then the thing starts like huffing. Like oh fuck he's for real. So we hopped on top of the car and it started ramming the freaking bumper. Damn. Like that could have been my legs. You could have been, you could have been gone by a mongo, man. You could yeah, have been taken out. But if I didn't pull that sledgehammer, I didn't know what would freaking set it off. Now I know. That's true. Sledgehammers, <laughs> mountain goats, no go. <laughs> Trial and error. That's how life goes. If you don't try things, how are you supposed to know if they're not gonna work? I figured like if this would happen in a movie. This shit would work. Bugs Bunny taught me that like you know this is how you stop people. Yeah. Sledgehammer and you had a lot of anvils and shit, right? 
Yeah, you yeah. had a lot of encounters with wildlife. You had tons. Oh yeah, what like what? Yeah. Beers, yeah, Coug- beers. cougars. Well, no, not that many cougars. I've nah, seen cougars. If you, yeah, so, like somebody was saying to me, like, you won't even get a chance to see a cougar. Well, usually cougars are never they, they're seen. They're sneaking up on yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're not seeing gonna... them from behind, right? Yeah, it's yeah. already too late. If you're, if, if they track, they if track you for a while. Yeah. They learn your habits and stuff. Yeah, and if like, you when see, they a, see you do a certain thing, yeah. they. If you see a cougar, it's too late. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, true. Like, a lot of the remote places I've lived or whatever, that's what they said. Like they'll follow you around for a bit in the woods, for like hundred meters away, and you'll never even know they're there. But they'll learn your habits. Those so they know, like, oh, if you're going to that can, you're gonna open it up. Now I have like two minutes while you drop Dude, something in or whatever my, to freaking take my you biggest, mind. My biggest fear of being in the woods is a cougar, man. Yeah, that's what's like when I'm mushroom picking. It. Hell no! What about like fire ants? Fire ants? <laughs> Yo, you put your you put your like freaking your sleeping bag or whatever on top of, like a fire swarm ants? of fire ants and stuff, like little bits of poison the whole time, you know? What's what are they gonna do to you? Like, well, your bite? bite is gonna swell up and you're gonna die, right? Like a cougar or whatever, you you punch a cougar out and it's gonna be scared or whatever. Maybe it's gonna step back. Like, Yo, this thing just hit me. Damn, I, I'm gonna think about taking this thing out for dinner. But fire ants, they don't care. And they'll kill you. No, they'll kill you. Can you survive? That's all the poison. Can you survive after that? Or I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be. I don't know what it's like to be. Uh, what's it called? Like stung by like a hundred fire ants. You know, like one or whatever. You always see those big welts on people from one. Damn. So imagine having like a hundred of those. Remember that guy? Like just like bumps all over your body, and your body's just swelling up, and you can't even breathe anymore. Like I don't know. That sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> That's why I don't like Australia. It's all those small things. Do you remember oh. that guy on YouTube? He would and his thing was getting bit by different bugs. Do you remember that guy? And he would like put his arm on. They have a whole show on TV now. And he'd let mm. this wasp sting him, and he was. Oh, that was entertaining, man. You should check. Have you not seen the new show on History? Which one? Um, not. There's there's a new show out just like that. The guy gets bit by different bugs. That guy different bugs that guy and different animals and like different like things in the ocean. You just let them bite him. Yeah, that's good television. Their uh, season finale, they did a python. 20-foot python. Wow. They they, they wrestled up a python from the freaking jungle, and they fucking sat it there at a table, put, like, a shield on this guy's face and stuff, and, like, shoved his arm out there and, like, pissed off the python so it would attack. Wow. And then freaking just, like, ripped his arm apart. They gave him an EpiPen. EpiPen? I don't think he needed EpiPen for that, but, like, having things, uh... What's it called? <laughs> the, the venom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they could take the venom out of the snake. The fangs or whatever that still bite you, but just won't no. I don't think there's any venom or whatever in pythons. I think they're like the type or whatever, right? They're constricting animals. Yeah, it's like they, they, they use their sides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they strangle you or they eat you or something like that. Yeah, so they use their bite to shock you. Yeah. So while the animal's shocked or whatever, that's when they like quickly wrap around and then they asphyxiate you, right? Oh yeah, that's what. They so then once the pulse is gone, that's when they just start swallowing you. Yeah, there's venomous snakes and then there's snakes that'll choke you out. Yeah. And uh, that's I find that fascinating. Snakes are, snakes are it has a lot to do with your tongue, I think. I think if it's a split tongue or whatever, it's venomous. And I think it has to do with their eyes as well. I think if they have like the cat eyes, they're venomous. I think if they have normal eyes or whatever, they're not. They split tongues. They must. No. Oh, yeah. No. Because even those little ones around here. No, it's something to do with their tongues. Tongues, shape of the head. What are you saying? Scales and the eyes. The snakes are different based on whether they're venomous or not. Oh, like, oh. Like, how, you can how tell you, if they're venomous or whatever oh. by their, like, side, the shape of their head, their scales. Perhaps their eyes. Their eyes and their uh, tongues. Well, what about the little snakes around here? 
Well, yeah, I don't think there's many or whatever that are venomous. I think the only ones that we have that are venomous up here are... Uh, Rattlesnakes. Yeah. And I think that's the really only, like, the Okanagan and Ontario. In the Okanagan, there's a gopher snake. So, like, Bruce snake. Peninsula, right? The gopher snake is will choke you out, I think. While the well, well, yeah. ones around, all the ones yeah, around right. here are constricting snakes. Yeah. That's what they are. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, like milk snakes, garter snakes, 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 like, all those, like, constricting snakes, right? But they'll take out, like, rodents and stuff. Tiny things. Yeah. Frogs. A venomous snake has... A, pu- a pupil that resembles a cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> 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 yeah. Non-venomous, non-venomous state usually have a round pupil. Interesting. Yeah, I knew it was something like that, and something to do with like the scales as well, or whatever. Yeah, uh, and like I said, I think like most of like the really venomous ones, something to do with the tongue. But you're not looking into a snake eyes, Obi. No, no, seriously. Like if you're, if you're in Australia, ask him if someone freaking like gets bit by a snake. Best way to get the bright anti venom to him. Yeah. You kill a fucking snake and you bring that thing with you to the hospital. Uh, you're yeah. like, yo, I just got this fucking bit by this snake right here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's the fucking black mamba. Yeah, we should get you in here for this yeah, venom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fucking this kind of steak. Yeah, we should probably get you in here for this venom. Because if they give you the wrong anti-venom, it's not going to do anything then, right? Right. Yeah. You need the right anti-venom or whatever. Like, a lot of places have them and stuff. But... Do they have an anti-venom for every snake? Yeah, they do. They figured it out. Everyone that they've found so far. Um, there the could brown be... snake? There could, there could be ones or whatever that they don't have anti-venom for. They have shortages, right? If you Look up. Can you survive a brown snake attack? Like, how long does it take for a brown... Because brown snake is the most venomous one in Australia. That was the first thing I got when I went to Southeast Asia. In the world. Was uh, a snake kit. Oh, really? Yeah. Snake kit and then uh, anti... uh, Like, blood clotting powder. So, like, stuff that... I I bought it from the Israeli, like, uh, thing on uh, AliExpress. LG? Yeah, whatever. But it was like from, it was like a knockoff thing from like the Israeli army or something. No kidding. For like a triage kit. So in case I was in an accident in a scooter, like you can just throw it on like your cuts and stuff, and it instantly clot the blood, so like you'd stop bleeding. The, the brown snake, I think, is like you're dead within 15 minutes or something. No, oh, some of them are really short. Yeah. But but also if you have like a snake bite and you like wrap something around so you oh. asphyxiate it from getting up to your heart. Right, right. That's right, your right. key, right? So you have, like, on your thigh, you do it, like, right around the top of your thigh. Or you do it around your waist or whatever. So it cut off, like, your uh, blood going up there. So, like, it would extend that period or whatever then. So as long as you get it from their central nervous system or whatever out. But, like, if you got a fucking snake bite right over your heart and shit, you're probably fucking done in 10 minutes, right? That's what it says, like a brown snake. 10 to 15 minutes later, the venom slams like a freight train. But that's what I mean. That's why, like, the best thing to do is give me your belt. And then, like, wrap it around so, like, you cut off that freaking circulation to anywhere else. Yeah, oh, so, like, are you serious? You're, you're going to oh, lose okay. a limb, maybe, if yeah. you don't get there fast enough. Yeah. But, like, at least that blood's not flowing up to your heart or something then, right? Oh, okay, right, right. So, like, you want to, like, tighten it up as, like, tight as you can go. So, like, oh, shit, my leg's going purple. Like, cool, at least my leg's, like, the blood's not flowing anywhere else. Wow. I'm pretty sure a rattlesnake, if you get bit by it, it takes an hour or so to kill you, but it literally starts digesting you as yeah. it spreads through your body. It's like your body's... There was other bugs or whatever that I seen on that show that I was telling you about uh, where, like, they got bit by, like, certain beetles and, like, they would literally start eating them from the inside out. Awesome. Something to do with their venom, the way it spread out inside or whatever, and it almost started, like, infecting them from the inside out then. So, like, you started getting boils and they started getting, like, their skin started bubbling and... Yeah, man. Yo, Neil, you lived in Australia. Like, yeah. how often did you hear about 
snake bites. Oh, they always talk about the brown snakes. Yeah, like but, but were, were people getting attacked all the time? I only or? saw a handful of snakes when I was there. Wow. Um, I did see a few. I don't know what kind they were. Those big black ones. Mostly big black ones. I don't know what kind they were. Like, well, I think like I said, I think like the overlapping like diamond or whatever pattern on a snake, right. if it's like black like that, I think that's like a black mamba and shit. So like that's usually what they would be, or a viper or something. I think those are like the type. The desert snakes are the venomous ones, I find. The most venomous. I think it's like the smaller and like brighter or the something, right? Because like the white or the green ones or like the red ones. Have you had a rattlesnake uh, encounter ever? Yeah, a couple of times when yeah, I was right. in like northern Ontario. What happened? What? They're in northern Ontario. Walk the fuck away! <laughs> rattlesnake on the trail. We're going back. <laughs> Do you ever live in the Okanagan? Yeah. Did you see any rattlesnakes there? Yeah, once. I, I didn't know there was rattlesnakes in Ontario. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Bruce Peninsula or whatever. Damn. Yeah. Is there a dry? And it's pretty crazy because it gets like super cold where they are or whatever in the Bruce Peninsula. So it's like the end of the peninsula and uh, between like uh, Lake Huron and Georgian Bay and stuff. But like, you get rattlesnakes right around Cypress Lake, which is like a national uh, park or whatever up there. Wow. But yeah, it's kind of weird considering they're really warm blooded or uh, really. Is it warm blooded or cold blooded? Yeah, cold blooded. But considering how cold it gets there, the fact that they have enough places to go and hide and create the snake holes where they're all like. Consumed together, you know? Was that like the spitting cobra? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be fucked. The rattlesnakes all huddle in like a big orgy throughout the winter. Well, that's like the ones in Ontario, that's how they would do. But I think they do that, I think they do that in the desert too, right? Because I think even at night in like places like the desert, it drops really cold. So like if they have like a lot of open air or whatever, like it still gets really cold in places like the desert and stuff. Like Nevada at night, it still like goes like, oh yeah, it still gets freaking super cold. It's so dry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rattlesnakes are crazy in the Okanagan. We used to pick uh, apricots out of this abandoned orchard, but the grass was all long, right, because it was abandoned, and there was riddled with rattlesnakes. We'd be picking apricots, and you could just hear them rattling. It was scary, man. Yo, nature uh, is a it's a cool thing, man. But wants it, you to die. It, you're, uh, you're on the edge out there, man, with what's out there sometimes. Sometimes. Shoot, man. Yeah. Well, let's wrap this bitch up. Thanks for coming, Maddie. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We just did a cold two hours. Jesus. Just like that. Broke a record. We could wait on for another hour, probably. By the way, it was going, you know? Yeah, man. A good two hour podcast. That's perfect. Well done. Well done. Pat on the back. Awesome. All right. See you later, folks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.